Hello everyone and welcome to All Things Suck. So, yes, it's been a few weeks, but I am back. And I have dragged with me all the way from good old Wales, it is Mr. Josh Varney. Well, I wouldn't say fucking good old Wales, but it's alright at the moment. Yes, from fucking Wales, it's Josh. <laughs> from fucking Wales, I'm Fucking here, Wales, know. mate, yeah. Fucking, oh god, this... this... These last couple of weeks have just been... I, I swear the weather is bipolar because it's been hot, <laughs> warm, hot, cold, hot, cold. So make up your fucking mind. It, yeah, it's, it has been a bit weird. Even like today, I was sitting in the car and yeah, it was quite all right at first. And after about half hour, I thought, fucking burning in here now. It's gotten really mm. warm. And uh, see like the temperature gauge go from like 19 up to 26 within a matter of minutes. Like, whoa. No, no. Well, it's even, it's even worse if you suffer from hay fever because I was oh, yes. quite okay. I was kind of okay during you know the morning, and I remember going to pick the kids up from school, and it was just like halfway through my walk to their school that my eyes started to go, and this is just if this pollen had just appeared out of nowhere, and going well, there's your slap, and now you're gonna feel the after effects of it, and I was <laughs> terrible. I was dying on the way home absolutely thought, you've got to be kidding me i thought i've been okay for the last couple of weeks but no today check the gauge high pollen count within about an hour i thought for fuck's sake so it always happens and do you know i got told apparently and i haven't done this because to me it sounds like some proper weird bullshit but i've been told that a good way to cure hay fever is to drink tea Made from stinging nettles. Yeah, I've I've drank stinging nettle tea. I still fucking die every single right. time. Uh, I, I'm on like 500 milligrams of uh, fexafenidine, which is the Telfast. And oh yeah, it's great. It's really powerful. Good for you. Does fuck all for me. <laughs> oh, I dunk me in a trough instead. I do. Yes. To help yourself, you just go for your for your other um, <clears throat> medicinals. Oh man, fucking rolling like you wouldn't believe. It's, it's the only thing I kind of like guess. It's like everybody else is freaking out. Oh my god, we're dying! I'm going. Yeah, but bad batches on. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Um, let's uh, let's uh, let's go through some of the uh, some of the things from the last few weeks that's definitely caught everyone's attention. Things that have really, uh, um, I'd say, to divide opinion from the very beginning. E3 2021. Oh, fuck. <laughs> now, um, to be honest, let's, let's talk about... Because there were some good things. Let's just talk about the bad first. Um, in particular, uh, Capcom. Now... Oh, it was a clusterfuck. It was a woke <laughs> clusterfuck. <laughs> oh, you're turning cockney now yourself. Always oh, a clusterfuck, oh, mate. <laughs> um, oh, I, I've never seen... a. A presentation that was so foobar, it was unbelievable. They are oh, for fuck's sake, what are you doing? But... Do, but you know what I loved was it was a half hour presentation, so obviously you knew there wasn't gonna be a lot to it. And they yeah. did say we're gonna be talking about uh, Monster Hunter, which okay, Monster Hunter Rise, which was already out, and then Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is out in a few weeks. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about Resident Evil Village. Okay, let's just come out. Maybe they're going to talk about DLC. And they did. They yeah. said, yes, DLC's in development. 
But that was it. Yeah. Nothing else. And then no. um, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Now, I played one of the Ace Attorney games years ago. It was fun, but it's not something that I'd put on your presentation. And then they went, oh, we've got a fighting presentation. I thought, oh, come on, new Street Fighter game. Come on, something good. Oh, no, they're talking about eSports for 10 minutes. And that was it. Well, you can tell the uh, the, uh, the FIFA twats are going, oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm just sitting there going, wow, Capcom, you've really lowered the bar this year. And I thought, everybody else is just going to go, you should see what we got. And I was unimpressed with most of the fucking turnout. Yeah. Um, do you know what really was the most disappointing one? Take two where basically they just had about 10 of them talking about diversity in gaming. Don't get me wrong. I think mm-hmm. it's a good thing to talk about things like that. But not at a presentation where you're expected to show new games and development on popular games. Not to yeah. say, oh, um, you, this talk could happen at any other time. And I thought, oh, come on. They're going to get to the end of this. They go, actually, we've got a surprise for you. Here's Grand Theft Auto 6. No, they did not do that. And it was just like, well, we've been speaking for a while. Um, maybe you shouldn't have even fucking appeared. Why did you do that take two? There was no need for you guys to be there. Um, and then, oh, what was the other? There, I mean, there were some there were some bad presentations all around. Uh, Ubisoft. Um, oh, God. Don't, don't get me wrong. Ubisoft had a couple of highlights. Um, the Mario and Rabbids sequel which uh, Nintendo accidentally spoiled about six hours before the presentation. Which was uh, funny. Yeah, because Nintendo are normally the ones that if anything gets leaked ahead, they'll be like, yes, we're going to come down on you. Nintendo spoiled it. Well, we're sorry. Uh, you fucking what? Um, I, I really liked the Mario and Rabbids game, the first one. Kingdom Battle was really fun. I, I, I bought it because I was curious. I was mm. not... I, I didn't like the look of it at the presentation when it came out in 2017 but i thought sod it let's give it a go and i loved it it was really fun and the XCOM style gaming mixed with you know a mario ip and the 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 rabbits of all things you could blend together and somehow it worked it was just so much fun and i was really i was really hoping that they were going to come up with a sequel and you know spark of hope i'm really hoping is going to be the uh is going to be like the quintessential sequel. I hope it's going to expand on what we've seen before, bring in more characters. Just have Rosalina as like the emo child. That that in the trailer was like, yep, I like well, this s- already. I've said to most people who play the Rabbids games, it's like, do you know what the Rabbids games basically prepare you for? Children. Because yeah. that's exactly how fucking kids act on a daily pissing basis. <laughs> if, you like, if you like the Rabbids games, you're going to be a great parent. No problem about it. Absolutely. You're going to be a great parent because it, it's literally you're in training for dealing with this shit because that's exactly how it is to deal with fucking kids. Oh, God. Take, take it from somebody who fucking knows. Mm. But the, 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 the Nintendo announcement that had me in, in awe. Oh, let's talk. Yeah, let's get onto Nintendo. Let's get onto something good. The one thing that had me literally going, they've announced it. Holy shit. And I'm so happy that we've got a new Metroid. Metroid Dread is real. Um, and the best thing the best thing about this as well, the best thing, Nintendo walked in there with their massive cock out and they were just like, we're going to show you Metroid. We're not going to tell you 
that Samus Aran is female. We're not going to tell you about this character because you know by now, you know who she is. You know the character. I mean, for fuck, for, for, I, I'm of the age, dude. I'm 40 in two years. Let that sink in. I was playing Metroid on the NES when I thought the title character was called Metroid. We didn't learn that this person's name was Samus Aran until Super Metroid. And then we didn't even realize then that it was a woman. And it was like, mm. holy shit. And now Nintendo are like, we don't need to tell you she's a woman. You know who this character is. We don't need to emphasize with it because, let's face it, E3 was just purely about ramming the diversity down your throats this year and making sure. Um, I can't remember who the name of the guy was that basically said, oh, I'm sick and tired of seeing this uh, these comments appearing. And mm -hmm. then I think the quartering did an actual uh, video on YouTube about the guy who was actually spewing out going, weren't you, like, you know, involved in something that was anti-everything? I was like, oh, God, E3, what are you doing? <laughs> and then Nintendo just came in with a, like I said, their massive cock and just went, Metroid! <laughs> but and it was great! But to dump that right in the middle of the presentation as well, this 40-minute yeah. direct, and they go, um, yes, well, we've got development on Metroid Prime 4 going along smoothly after we had to cancel it because Bandai Namco fucked it up. But, hey, you want some Metroid? Have a look at this. It was like, yeah. that looks good, you know. Some people going, well, it's 2D Metroid, you know. So, so what? 2D Metroid is bloody awesome. It looks good. It looks fun. But it's an, am and it but it's an amalgamation. Just, it's yeah. an amalgamation of Metroid Prime and yeah. the classics. But, but you, do you know what it was that? And it's the, the, um, the Emmy robot as well. That is like, you know, it, it looks so simple in design, but it also looks very terrifying just to think that that thing's going to be stalking you throughout the game and, you know, you either have to run or hide or find some special weapon to destroy the Emmy, which then, oh, you know, yeah, that special weapon is then basically done after you've used it. Ah, okay. So we're fucked again. I, I'm looking forward to it. I've managed yeah. to just about, because it went on sale and it sold out literally straight away, I've managed to just about get hold of the special edition of Metroid Dread. I cannot oh, wait for it. I'm the, gonna. The scalpers jumped on that yeah. within seconds. Yeah, but this this it's it's um eighty quid for the a special edition one, and I already saw it on eBay coming up for about three times the amount of money. Oh, it's don't worry. Crazy. You know the um Zavi do these amazing Marvel uh replicas. Mm. They they did the um the Loki, uh horns. Oh, and the uh, and the the so-called Lady Loki uh, horns as well, they're sold out. One is on eBay right now for a thousand pound. That's crazy, stupid it, money. It, it, these people are mental. It's like, oh, I'm going to make some money off this. No fucker on this planet is going to pay that. Hmm. Nobody on this planet is going to pay that. Uh, we'll get to Loki a bit le later though. Um, yes, but, we we, we do uh, have to, especially after the um, after the latest episode, episode three, which um, yeah. Yeah. So all right. So anyway. just just back onto Nintendo. Um so yeah, Metroid Metroid is is looking good and it's mm. only just over 3 months away as well. Uh 8th yeah. of October. And yeah. I and do you know what I've actually made sure I have the day off work for that one as well. So as soon as that one comes through my door, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be oh, playing it all night. Oh, you're worse than me when Gears of War 5 came out. I was, I was straight in the first day, <laughs> bought it, came home. I was like, uh, are you doing any work for Geek Pride? Fuck no, am I? 
I will see you in four hours. <laughs> when um the, the the last time I had a day like that was when the was when the PS5 came out and I the first game I loaded up was Spider Man Mars Morales. Nice. And and I did not want to put that game down. I started it. It must be about about midday. I was straight on it. And um, by the time I was like, shit, it's five o'clock. I didn't even realise that time had gone. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to just tear myself away. I put it down for about 10 minutes. I was like, no, I've got to go back to it now. Um, it's, it is, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Metroid Dread. I think it's going to be a brilliant game. And what I found very surprising, because obviously all these things come out after an E3, mm. the Metroid series, as iconic as it is, the sales figures are quite minute compared to what I honestly thought they were. The problem is, M- Metroid being it's it is a cult game. It's a cult classic game, but it's not wildly known. Mm. People know who Samus Aran is. They know who uh, you know who she is. They know what the Metroid is. They know, but they don't know the the lore, the storyline. I mean, shit. You mentioned Mother Brain. And everybody goes back to Captain N, the games master. They don't realize that Mother Brain is the big boss, the, the you know the the big um, antagonist of the Metroid series. Everybody seems to think it's Ridley, the the space pirate, and he is. But um, Mother Brain is the the big bad. Metroids are just these alien organisms that sap life. Um, it's not a wildly known um, IP because. You know, People who know the game know who she is. Mm. Um, they they recognize the color scheme. They recognize the the song. They recognize you know the the creatures, but it's it's not as widely known as say like Solid Snake, Chris Redfield, um, mm. you know uh, uh, Dante, Devil May Cry. They, you know it's not as well known as it is. She, she's not um, a household name like Mario or Sonic. So yeah, I can I can believe that. And it's disappointing because Metroid, for any new gamer, Metroid is a perfect game to start with, especially uh, Prime. It teaches you, for first-person shooter, it it teaches you everything you need to know. And we're going back to the GameCube era here where, you know, it's all these buttons like, what the fuck do you do with this thing? Um, I just reckon, I always thought the, the GameCube controller was just made by someone who was like pissed one night and he accidentally like you know squidged up the like the concept drawing and they went this is what we're handing in yeah yeah that'll do uh okay um and then the n64 one was was well was even worse really but yeah (laughs) but do you know what um uh, yeah we've got to to talk about some of the other games as well because metroid metroid dread i think was definitely the winner of mm. E3. There was no oh, yeah. no question about that at all. Um, for me, though, a game that I was so happy to see, and okay, it's not going to be lighting the world on fire, it's not going to be game of the year by any means, but I was so happy to see a new WarioWare game. The WarioWare, oh, the WarioWare titles have always been a good source of fun. I always remember having WarioWare Touch on the DS that game was just immense. I, I I love getting up to like level 100 on every single character and just exhausting yourself when you're doing these playthroughs. I, I, I'm hooked by it. And mm. now to see this coming to the Switch, I cannot wait to hopefully, you know, 
in September, as long as we don't go into another shit in lockdown. It'd be nice don't to actually start. meet up with friends. It'll be nice to meet up with friends, you know. Say so like, yeah, look, let's get this on the TV. Let's let's do some WarioWare. Let's uh, let's have a laugh. Let's let's you know play these mini games. Let's let's whittle down the hours while we're having our beer, eating a pizza, and uh, you know just having a great time because we're free. We're well, I would say young, but most of my mates are sort of pushing forty or older now, so it's a it's a bit hard to say yes, we're young, but you know, we can enjoy ourselves with WarioWare. Mm. And that's yeah, the advertisement. <laughs> where's it yeah, where's the sponsorship Nintendo, you fucks? Um <laughs> Jesus, could you imagine that? Yes. Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by Nintendo. Now, if you haven't bought into a Nintendo Switch yet, don't fucking bother because they're going to do a revision in a couple of months. They just haven't told yeah. you about it yet. You fucking shell. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like the, the biggest um non secret ever. They know mm. they know that people are aware that there will be a Switch revision, that they will do whether it's going to be like, you know, when they've done the um, Nintendo DS to the new Nintendo DS, or if it's like, you know, PS4 to PS4, sort of something like that. Whichever way you look at it, everyone knows that this is happening. But Nintendo are just like, so, uh, yeah, yeah, we've got nothing to talk about. Are you sure you have nothing to No, no, we're good, we're good. We don't have anything to say. Are you sure, though? Because... Everyone knows about... Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. We don't have to tell you anything. We we know where we're at. We don't have anything to announce. Are you sure, though? Because we're pretty sure that you are going to be telling us about this new console. No, 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 we're good. Just keep buying the other one. Keep buying the old one. It's fine. No. They're <laughs> lying to us. They're, they're lying to us. They, you know, they say, this is the new Switch. It appears on your wrist. Great, thanks. Moving on. Yes. Um. Now... <laughs> We let's get away from fucking Wario, um, <laughs> and, and, and onto and onto a better console, um, Xbox, um, Halo Infinite multiplayer. Holy shit! Um, yes. Wow, we're uh, it looks <laughs> good. <what's> it? Oh. <laughs> Xbox came out with a mediocre sized dick and went, "Here what we've got." Yeah, all ready for um, Halo Infinite multiplayer, but um, was quite happy to see um sea of thieves the pirates of the caribbean which oh, was yeah. free and i thought yes with absolutely Captain brilliant jack sparrow oh this was literally a finger to anybody that is in support of amber heard right about now okay. it's basically we're gonna give you captain jack sparrow for free fuck you and it was beautiful i downloaded it i've got it on uh, xbox uh, game pass at the moment i'm loving every single fucking minute of it <laughs> um what else did we get? We got Guardians of the Galaxy. How awesome was that? Technically, trailer? technically, Guardians of the Galaxy was unveiled in Square Enix, which um, don't care. It's on was, Xbox. Who gives a fuck? But that was a terrible. Um, that was a terrible presentation. Apart from that, um, Guardians of the Galaxy looks brilliant. It's kind of the best way that I could say it. It's like that they looked at how Avengers turned out, and they went right. Well, we can take some elements of that that worked. But let's not make it a games-as-a-service platform. Let's actually you know, just have a single-player campaign where, mm. you know... The only thing I'd find disappointing about is that you only technically are controlling Star-Lord. Star-Lord. I, know you can, I know you can take other characters, you can send them out to do their commands, but, yeah. you know, apart from that, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It looks really fun. And this all came in the same week where Bonnie Tyler must have been fucking raking it in. How oh, many... Shit. 
How many videos, how much did um, Holding Out for a Hero appear in? Because it was in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. A couple of days beforehand, it was in the He-Man trailer. And it's then, in the Loki. And then it's in, in Loki. Loki. Yes, in Loki episode two. Um, it was like... Like, she must have woke. She must have woken up to her manager calling her up, saying, "Bonnie, you should see these fucking royalties rolling in. They're everywhere." But she went, "Oh God, oh God, no, sorry, Bonnie doesn't talk like that. She talks like this." <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. You that sounded like talks. um, like like Christopher Lloyd's character in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. no, I don't. I don't sound like Doom at all. Yeah. When but I killed the- your brother Eddie, I spoke like that. Oh, she's she's mental. But um, can but, you imagine okay, that though? One? She woke up on the day of you know. Let's let's say like she woke up when the He Man trailer came out, and she was yeah. like, um, hmm, oh, I've just logged on to my online banking, and it turns out I've had an extra hundred thousand pound paid in today. Oh, and then she gets the phone call. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm not doing that. She would have had. She would have had more yeah. than a hundred grand in yeah. that account. Oh, trust I was just me. saying that's just the initial reaction. Um, and then like, yeah, oh, what's 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 E3? Oh, oh, video game. Oh, oh, what what, what do you mean that they're using the same song again? Ah, right. Oh, oh, hang on, my bank balance has just had another zero added to the end of it. Um, I'll have to get back to you. And then like another day later, oh, Loki. Oh, the Disney Plus show. Yeah, I watched the first episode of that. What? I should watch the episode two. Because what? Oh, they've used me again. Oh, Bonnie Tyler's happy as fucking Larry. If she wasn't already retired, she fucking needs to be now. <laughs> it's just, it's just within a week, you know, to see all that and see that same song appear. And do you know what? I haven't listened to that song properly for years. Now I've heard it about 20 fucking times in the last couple of weeks. Nobody's listened to that song in nearly 20 fucking years. I think the last time I heard that song, I was watching Short Circuit 2. Um, so, Gardens of the Galaxy, you're looking at October 26th. So, everything yeah. is literally coming out this year. And holy cow, if good. not sooner. Um, Marvel's Avengers, what do they get? They get a Black Panther DLC. Oh, here's the sting of Avengers. And we're going to give you Black Panther DLC. Wow. How about giving people their fucking money back? Because this game was awful. <laughs> I think what happened was... I, I think that Square Enix and um, Crystal Dynamics, I think they must have had a good argument with each other. I reckon Crystal Dynamics said, right, this game is not ready for 2020. We should not put this game out. And when they delayed it from April to September of 2020, I think that should have been like, well, look... We were already pushing it back. Then when the pandemic hit, that threw everything out again. And mm. I think Square Enix went, no, no, no. We have to get this out before Christmas. We have to make sure that we have this as our big push for a holiday game. You know, we already ruled the first half of this year with Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have to have another big title now. We need Avengers. And because of that, Crystal Dynamics went, well... Okay, we can put the game out. It's not finished yet. And, uh, you know, a lot of the DLC stuff, we're going to have to kind of push back a lot. And they went, well, we don't fucking care. We're going to make money. And they did. The Avengers game sold around about 3 million copies within its first week, which is good numbers. You know, Avengers is a well-established IP, yes. But this is the first time that a game like this has come out for them. And then, yeah. But then, you know, 
it was uh it was it was poor it was very very poor and i have to admit i have because i got it on sale i have repurchased the game because i did have it originally and i got rid of it a day later because i said this is this is just not right this is just too broken of a game and i have repurchased it again mostly because a friend of mine has also done it and it's it's also boy and we said that we're going to literally just just do the campaign together we're gonna we're gonna get on this and we're just gonna we're just gonna (coughs) smash this game out because as much as it's probably is going to be a horrible game experience there is very few games that we actually ever say that we can play together that we can actually like progress through so i i just said right well let's let's just get on avengers it's it's a nice easy enough like dumb game that we can we can get through for however long and yeah i don't really have any other justification apart from that it's just a I played Avengers. I went through it, no problem whatsoever, because I'm used to the hack and slash type game. Um, this thing is so repetitive, so boring, so predictable that halfway through you're just like, oh, not again, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. So when they said, "Oh, we're going to give you DLC for Black Panther," I thought, eh. You know, uh, Lego Lego Avengers was better, and they brought out much better fucking DLC. But oh well, who are we kidding? <laughs> um, to one of my favorite announcements um, of E3 because I was kind of waiting for this, and because we knew, I, I kind of knew she would get her own um, her own game, her own DLC for Borderlands, yes. and I fucking loved every single second of tiny tina's wonderlands i just apps so happy that they've done this i know randy pitchford is probably rubbing his hands together going yes my pretties feast suckle on these teats yeah i bet he's actually loving it right about now because he is a bit of a twat but this is fingers crossed from what we've seen in the trailer is going to be bunkers and badasses all over again and that dlc um uh, the uh, Storm Dragon's Keep was just absolutely fucking amazing. I love that DLC. Uh, D- uh, DLC, love it. Everything about Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so, as you can see, huge fan. Uh, can't wait for the film. Really can't wait for the film. I know it's been slagged off to no end, and it has been it has been given the slagging of a life. Oh, this is going to be shit. Oh, it's nothing like the game. They never said it was going to be anything like the game. <laughs> this is a film based on the game. Shut the fuck up. You paid nothing towards it. Sit the fuck down. Um, so I am really excited for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, what else did we have? Uh, was... I've, I've got to mention, if we go back to Nintendo and... I'm kind of annoyed that it still hasn't really got um, much more progression, but we did see a new trailer for the sequel to the Breath of the Wild um, game, Legend of Zelda, and I, I, I think it looks amazing, and I honestly feel that I, I think that when they started production on this game, they did not expect it to have such an epic scale. 
And now that they've basically incorporated, you know, they've, they've, they're going to the skies, you know, they're going underground of Hyrule. Yeah. They're, they're basically just going like, you know, when, yeah, where else do we go from here? We go up, we go down, we go every fucking angle we can. And the new powers as well, like, you know, that he can phase like through, through the ground, that he can actually kind of like reverse time on objects and send them hurling back. I think it true. looks good. I think it looks it does. really fun. Well, let's face it. Breath when Breath of the Wild came out, the amount of um, scaled replicas that were brought out, official scaled replicas that did so well um, in like uh, in mainstream replica prop bias. Holy shit! I mean, the bow, the master sword, all phenomenal. All the um, merchandise was so phenomenal. So Nintendo basically just went. Oh, we don't know a fucking winner, yeah. So, of course, it's going to do Breath of the Wild 2. Um, before we go any further, though, I would just like to say that... Because um, we've, we've spoken about this now. This has happened twice now, by the way. Um, to whoever listens to our wonderful rantings every so often <laughs> that is actually taking fucking note of what we said... Oh yes, because we um, we're, no, we're old. Let me let me go. Let me go. Yeah. Let me go. Go on, go on. <laughs> I'm gonna start quoting Liam Neeson in a minute. We will find you. We will expect a cut, because no later than nearly like a couple of fucking weeks, where we've mentioned Midnight Suns, we've mentioned. Um, having Rick de Belmont and Marie Renard in a new Castlevania series that they wanted to continue the franchise. No later than a couple of fucking weeks did the rumours start going round that they were going to start doing The Midnight Suns mm -hmm. as, a film, uh, as a film series. And then Netflix, on their Geeked, announces a Castlevania universe is getting bigger with an all new series starring Richter fucking Belmont and Marie Renard. Mm. And I was just like, you fuckers listen to us. All right. So what we need to do now, we need to think about this. Okay. So Disney stuff is Disney obviously go with the Marvel thing. So that bit's taken care of Netflix dealing with Castlevania. Right. We need to pitch something to Amazon. I reckon what we should do pitch to Amazon and, you know, because obviously if people are spying, they will definitely make this. Now, we need to get UA Bowl, the worst fucking film director of all time, to now do an adaptation of one of the worst video games of all time. And it will be an absolute critical mess. And it will be out within less than a year because somehow we can do this shit. So think of a really bad video game that should be released as a film. And, you know, will we'll just be worse anyway. One of the worst, one of the well, ones that I've played or one that you've Joe, played? even better. Let's, let's just say this, all right? I've not played this game, but I've seen videos of it, and I think it is fucking awful. I think it is probably one of the most upsettingly bad games of recent what? memory. I want UA Bowl to do a live-action adaptation of Balan Wonderworld. Uh, yeah, okay. I was gonna go. I was gonna say fucking No Man's Land because that game was just trash. But that got better. Did it? Oh, sorry. Fuck? No, 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 it didn't. Um, no, um, no, Balan Wonderworld is from like, you know, it's from, um, like one of the greatest minds of all time. One of the, like the guy that actually gave us Sonic the Hedgehog and, you know, he goes from doing that to creating this terrible platformer, which just felt like it was about 15 years too late. And it had the same 
button mapping for six buttons that done the exact same thing. That is not a good sign of a video game. Do you want your ball to get really to get really wrecked completely? Do you know what film you should give him just to get the fans extremely pissed off with him? Just dance. Give him Toe Jam and Earl and see how he goes with that. Oh, God. Even worse, even better, right? Give him the Crash Bandicoot film. No. I like Crash I Bandicoot. So do I. I love Crash Bandicoot, but I want the fans to completely oh, annihilate Oh, God. I can just picture fucking... He's going to hire Christian Slater to play Crash Bandicoot. Probably. I mean, it's a bit like Paul W.S. Anderson hiring Mila Jovovich for every single fucking film he does. Because let's face it, it's the only other way he's going to get a blowjob at the end of it. You know, how are we going to do this? I'm going to hire my wife because, you know, sucky sucky. You well, know, it's a bit like, I mean, it's a I bit mean, like having you, our national health a, service. Would you turn her down for a film? Yes. Ah, fair enough. Because have you seen Monster Hunter? Um, yes, I have actually. Right, <laughs> then <up>. you know. <laughs> but then again, I'm not a big Monster Hunter fan either. Um, I actually the other day, I, I, because I, I, I started playing Monster Hunter Rise, and gee, you know, for the life of me, I just couldn't enjoy it. I just really couldn't get into it. So that game is now gone. But uh, the only, only scenes of Monster Hunter film that I enjoyed was in whenever Ron Perlman is on screen. Uh, literally yeah well ron perlman always does seem to make a film better even if it is utter shit yeah oh every time ron perlman uh, i was like ah, oh, ron perlman <laughs> yeah it's uh back to her now great okay fair enough um okay what this uh okay so ua bowl is going to make a terrible and let's be honest if he can make a good film then fucking you know every single major religion exists um <laughs> So there is no way he's going to make anything half decent. So might as well just give him the shittest film of all time. And who knows, it may end up being like a producer's kind of uh, setting. Maybe we give him Ball and Wonderworld to make a live action version of that. And it ends up being a cult classic. You know, becomes a big seller, becomes a billion dollar box office movie. You are going to hell for saying Ball can make a fucking cult classic. You are going to hell. No, if anything, I'm going to heaven because um, I, I am obviously no... Uh, UA Bowl has basically committed such crimes that even hell would be like, nope, we're sending you even further down. Have you ever heard of Hell's Hell? It's kind of like hell, but you know, it just it's just basically storage for all your fucking movies. You're going no, to watch you... it for the rest of time. <laughs> You ball should be sent to the place in the Matrix, uh, the train station, where you can't hear in that one place. And, you know, the train line keeps on infinitely bringing you back to the same place over and over again. But they'll have TVs all around and they're just playing his films on a constant loop all day, every day. That's what you call purgatory, you bitch. And because if anybody listening has ever watched anything of him, we are so sorry we apologize. Anything directed by UA Ball, stay away from. I swear down, stay away from anything he's directed because one, you will either jump out the window and, you know, quick death, um, or you will literally go insane. These films are terrible. They're atrocious. Blood rain. Oh my God. Do, do you know, I remember <sighs> the. I remember going to the cinema to watch. The Alone in the Dark film. Oh, you didn't. And I did. And what it was, was I'd, I didn't realise at the time, because I'd obviously not been too aware of um, UA Bowl's films. Mm. And I remember this was, this was in, when was it? It was 2005. So I was still, I was still in secondary school at the time. 
and me and a few friends, we had an early date and we were going to cinema and we saw it and I said, I said, I wonder if that's based on the video games. And um, yes, no. <laughs> the guy at the counter, the guy at the counter, I said, oh, is that is that based on the video game? And you know, this uh, this spotty, um, let's let's just call him Ned. Um, I can't, I can't remember his name. It was probably something very douchey. He was like, well, yeah, it's based on the video games, but it's obviously an adaptation of what you're going to expect from a video game and of a film. I went, just a yes would have been fine. Um, oh, so, so I know, yeah, I know one of those. So it was like, yeah, can we have to? Okay, yeah, you go and watch the film. Um, so I remember when it started, and immediately I just thought, right. I don't remember the game too well. I'm sure this isn't right. This isn't like it. And then it just, it was just like, you know, I always remember Lone Dark being quite psychological as well, very um, quite tense. I thought, this is basically, they just said, right, we've got creatures, let's shoot creatures. That was it. It was like, there's no fucking point to this. And, you know, and let's just be honest, Christian Slater was in that film. And from that point, he really needed to redeem himself, and he has. You know, he's had a successful 180 from where he had a terrible career trajectory, and he's now come straight back up in the public conscience. Um, Tara Reid definitely has not. She has not come back. I don't think we care about Tara Reid anymore, do we? Well, we feel a little bit bad for her. A little. Well, yeah, because let's face it, Alone in the Dark was just. Oh. But yeah, Chris, Chris, Christian Slater, uh, as soon as he was given... You know, By the way, we've hired you for Mr. Robot. Great, there's your career back. I mean, it's like Keanu Reeves. Here's the Matrix. Here's your career back. Uh, here's John Wick. We've improved your career again. You know, it, it, you just go up and up. It, if anybody gives you a script, who's the director? Uwe Boll. No! <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, oh, yeah, we've got this fantastic movie. Um, Uwe Boll. Nope, I'm out of here. Nope. But, but, but you're no. going to be paid $20 million. I don't fucking care. I'd rather cut my own hand off. You're going to pay you $20 million. Right. Is that for the rest of my life? Or is it just one payment? <laughs> yes, that's Why? going to be Cause every he's month. Because he's going to crash my career. Mm. Oh, can you imagine, oh, from, can you imagine if you were Ron Perlman survived every film that he's been in with, um, with UA Bowl, and he's been there a few. Yeah, but it's Ron Perlman. <laughs> it's, it's literally... It's literally Ron Perlman you can't really you know it's like he's like a Highlander you can't destroy Ron Perlman his name carries so much fucking weight it's like if you hired um, Jamie Lee Curtis she could be in like in the worst film ever Halloween H20 and she would still get work because it's Jamie Lee Curtis you know do you remember remember Halloween H20 well I was went to the I, I went to the opening night of H twenty. Oh, and and it was just like, oh, they did this for the cash. Cause this is bad. This is really bad. And then it was Halloween Resurrection and it was like, Oh, Buster Rhymes and who's this bint? Okay. Oh no, it's that woman from America's next top oh no. Oh, I remember walking out halfway through. Halloween, going, Can I have my money back? Halloween Resurrection. That was that was the one for it. Was like they they done sort of like a um like like they were monitoring the house like for a TV show. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. There's like a, a reality TV fucking uh, experience. It. 
and it's just like oh good look why 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 there's there's nothing written uh, there and then the rob zombie one came out and that was trash that was just fucking awful um he's doing the monsters now apparently yes, he is and Everybody was like, oh, my God, I wonder who they're going to you know, have as uh, Lily Munster. Who the fuck do you think he's going to cast as Lily Munster? <laughs> Once again, the person who's blowing him on a fucking regular basis. I mean, stop putting – I mean, I know uh, Kevin Smith puts Harley in mostly anything. But then again, Harley's pretty good actor. Uh, actor. His wife isn't. She's fucking awful. <laughs> uh, oh, just, it's, it's like – look, it's like – if I had to sit in a cinema screen and it's just a one-man show, but that one-man show is Michael Sarah, it's like having root canal. And it's, oh no, I, I can't. I can't. What a fucking, way to put it. I just can't do it. I can't stand Michael Sarah. I think he's such a fucking flat actor. You know, I was like, but somebody said to me before, if there was one character you could punch in the face repeatedly, who would it be? I went, Michael Sarah is Scott Pilgrim. I just oh, want to no, punch. I think he's quite fun as Scott Pilgrim. I want to punch. I just want to punch his face in every single time he's on screen with that fucking haircut and that fucking smile. Punch his fucking lights out. <laughs> but I digress. Um, right, so I was gonna say as we were talking about video game movies, and I was trying to find the. I actually did write up a list, and obviously it's been so long. I think I might throw the list out. I thought what would be quite fun was to do kind of like an elimination um, kind of style match to see what was the best video game movie. Of all time. Super Mario Brothers. Right, this is Josh's final show. Um, Fuck you, dude. No way. There is no way. You shut up. If Super Mario Brothers, right, if you take the fact is it's based on a video game. So you take out everything of the video game, right, that made it unbelievable. (laughs) And you kept aspects of it that made it believable to the point where if you were stoned watching it it would be a fantastic fucking film i to this day can still watch super mario brothers and have a good time it's like watching hudson hawk or cats oh no not um, cats a, a stage show not film that's yeah, not that's fuck fine. about you that's fine stage that's show is about... fine the film is is uh, it's basically Vomit in motion. Um, well, it's the only time you'll see James Corden as a big fat pussy, really, isn't it? Well, um, apart from if you watch the <laughs> chat show. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, fuck you, James Corden. Um, yeah, my kids may like Peter Rabbit, but fuck you. Um, yeah, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers is dumb fun. And okay. that's it. Now, you go from Super Mario Brothers, right? And you go to Street Fighter. Thank you. See, Mario Brothers is better. But Street Fighter is just on eh. Street Fighter's level. It does have some of the best quotable lines of all time, and probably the greatest performance from Raúl Julia. Well, his last performance with Raúl Julia as well, isn't it? Yeah, it was his final performance. Yeah, and do you know why he did the film? Because because it's because it's, his children were a fan of the video game. Yep. And he knew that the the money he would make from that would help support his family because he knew that he was, unfortunately, gravely ill at the time. Colon cancer, wasn't it? It was. Absolute bastard of a thing it was as well. 
But, you know, to see him go out, you know, in terms of like, he wanted to do something, you know, not only to impress his family, but also to knowingly support his family. And it makes his performance to a degree that much better when you realise how much he must have been going through during that time. Well, it's the same with Chadwick Boseman, really, isn't it? I mean, that guy was literally... Yeah, was it 2017, apparently, um, he got diagnosed... Yeah. Um, he's cancer, 2016, 2017. So he'd been living with that for years. And do you know, I, what was it, back in, like, I think it was January or February of 2020, there was the mm. photos that came out of him looking quite quite gaunt, quite quite skinny. And people yeah. were going, oh, he looks very ill. Oh, he doesn't look great. It's like, well, does it, does it fucking bother you, what he's doing, what he's... Uh... And, you know... People going well. We should have seen the signs there. It's like no, because how many people go? Yeah, he looks like he's got cancer. You don't say that because you'd be a fucking arsehole if you said something like that. There's there's a there's a a clip during I think it's the Infinity War press junket where you can see Chadwick has probably gone through chemo and he's he's tired and he's feeling really weak and he's almost dropping off to sleep and it's Paul Bettany that puts his hand over to him and puts his hand on his shoulder to ask if he's okay. Yeah. And you're thinking, the cast must have known. Or at least they, they had didn't. concerns, yeah. Yeah, they didn't. None of the cast knew. None of them knew until, you know, it had actually come out. The fact is that he passed away because of this. Mm. Um, but yeah, Raul Julio, you know, you're looking at Gomez Adams, you look, you know, M. Bison. And... In the, the Street Fighter, yeah, okay, it's bad. It's okay for what it is. I mean, if you're expecting, you know, people to throw fireballs and shit out of the hat, you're not going to see this film. It's, it's, this is not... Watch the animated movie, which is so much better. Oh, yes, um, the Street Fighter 2 animated film, yes. Which is phenomenal. By no means necessary, phenomenal. But this film thought it was going to do so fucking well... That there's an after credit scene. <laughs> yes. Where Bison is still alive. <laughs> but but like... then we had that for so many other movies, which obviously never got a sequel. If you mention Masters of the Universe, we're well, stopping this that, right that, now. That, that, that is one. That wasn't one that I was actually going to mention, but that is potentially one. But then you have had these other ones. Um, oh, Joe, what was one of my favourite ones? Green Lantern. Oh, uh, Sinestro. Yes, when Sinestro um, gives himself the yellow ring, it's like, uh, uh, yep, yep, that's 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 never going to happen. Good try, well, though. It was. You, you got to give them props. They probably thought, um, obviously, Ryan Reynolds could carry the film. Mm. Eh, I wish he would have, <laughs> but he couldn't. Um, because let's face it, you you chose one of the worst fucking villains to start off the entire series. Parallax should not even be near it yet. Um, this entire film should have been, and I've, I think I've had this argument before on a podcast, this uh, Green Lantern should have been First Flight. Mm. You should have just gone First Flight. You should have seen Sinestro's um, betrayal and then have him put the ring on at the end, and there should have been that battle. But they thought, oh, we're going to carry this film, and then we're going to really push it by having Sinestro put the, the ring on at the end and get the Sinestro cord again. That's really not going to save you because you started off with one of the worst villains possible, and no offence, 
it's just not the greatest acting I've seen mm. from a Skarsgård. I mean, I mean, my hat's off to him. He he was given a really poor choice for Hector Hammond. It's like, oh fuck, dude, <laughs> no! Don't you know what happens to this clown? Um, but yeah. I, uh, if they'd gone with First Flight, if they'd gone from the you know the original storyline, it would have been a fucking knockout. It would have been a home run for them. Um, but yeah, Green Lantern. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. Next, come on then. Okay. What, what's, All what's right. So, so, so some more where they had an after credits and never, never followed up on it. Yeah, come on. Let's have another one. Come on. Okay. All right. Hang on. Hang on. I'm, try- I'm trying to go into. Um... I'll try going to the real deep recesses of my mind now because there is some. Yeah, I, I really don't want to say. As don't much you dare as... say Flash Gordon. Don't you fucking dare. All right. Um... You leave Flash out of this. Okay, okay. I, I shall leave. I shall leave the um, Flash Gordon. Out, the, the Flash Gordon. Why, why do I say it like that? Um, the Flash Gordon. Um, fucking you leave Sam J. Jones alone. That he saved us all. He saved every one of us. Um, he did indeed. You keep Sam J. Jones out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> so, don't worry. There's no. There's no fear of that one. Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry. I had Ryan Reynolds slide down my throat the other night. Right. Well, this is getting very weird. What um, in quote? I've got his aviation gin, and it's fucking lovely. Ah, uh, Joe. Actually, I've got one. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I'll give you that one. There we go. Hey, Mario, come on quickly. We need your help. Yay. What? what, what? You never see what happens. Um, yeah, but the thing is, though, it, 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 it was an ending that left it open, but you knew you couldn't really go any further than you've liquidated Cooper. <laughs> Who's it going to be? <laughs> nobody because you've liquidated cooper um so yeah anybody kind of like realize yeah this is not going anywhere um okay next this is is this have one more okay okay all right um i i'm just trying to remember if if this film definitely hadn't exists no no joe what i've just i've just it's just come to me there is one and it's a film that i actually really enjoyed and i know a lot of people did not like it daredevil because oh, you had Paul's quite... life when he was in the when he was in the hospital, and um, you know he's, he, uh, he throws the syringe at the fly. Oh uh, yeah, I quite I I quite like fucking Daredevil Dead as well. Devil the soundtrack, a good movie, and yeah, the soundtrack is a mo- The soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, I I really like Daredevil. I actually thought it was a really good film, and I know a lot of people that hate that movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought that the portrayal of Daredevil was really good, but for me, it was the villains that made that film. Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin, that was just masterclass all the way through. Colin Farrell was Bullseye. That, that was just that was just amazing. This was this was like breakout role for Colin Farrell. He just he just went into that part and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna do my own bit with it. I'm gonna make Bullseye Irish. I'm going to just fucking win this thing, and. It was just so good. I, I thought, I, and Joe, it's, when you look at the cast as well, because it's not just them guys. You know, you've got Ben Affleck, obviously uh, 
you know, before, Garner. before Batman. Yeah, Jennifer Garner you've also got as well. Um, John Favreau is happy... Uh, no, not happy Hogan. He's happy Hogan. The other thing, um, fucking Foggy Nelson, that's it. I can't, went all, all over the place there. Um, you know, it's, it's good casting. These are, these are great actors. And, you know, obviously apart from the sadly departed Michael Clark Duncan, all these guys have gone on to do like massive films have had huge careers, it, if not already having big careers beforehand. You know, John Favreau is like fucking. He's he is now the man you go to for Star Wars. You know, this is the guy who gave us the Mandalorian. He gave us Iron Man to start the MCU. It's it's incredible when you look at things like that. It's well, it, it's. It's a film where hard to say. <laughs> it's if you walked into it right the first time you ever heard of Daredevil, it's a great film to start off with. It is great. I mean, it, it's it's the main storyline goes from Ke- well Kevin Smith's um, Guardian Devil, and you know Kevin Smith is actually in the film itself. Yes. Um, it's a great film. The soundtrack is amazing as well. But watch the extended edition. Yes, I have. With Coolio in it, of all people. Yeah, because the extended edition is... It should have been the theatrical edition. Yes. I mean, the stuff they cut out of it should have been left in. Um, you know, the Electro Nachos um, things as well, it gave a bit more depth to their relationship. And it gave um, a lot more storyline to their relationship as well. We won't talk about the Electra fucking film because that is just diabolical beyond all meaning. Um, Ghost Rider. Now, the first film is great. The second film is not so great because that's we've talked about this before about the fucking budget they had. Um, but, but, but do you know what's really bad? The second Ghost Rider film has got some great casting in it, though. If it's you look got at it, they've got they've got Idris Elba, you know, before you know he basically became like the go-to actor for so many Everything. big film projects, and you know, fucking Highlander himself, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, two because you don't really count Nicolas Cage because Nicolas Cage is Ghost Rider in the film. Nicolas Cage is but just a force of his own, so you know. He's, he, everybody's going on. Oh, what kind of drugs is Nicolas Cage on? You don't understand. Nicolas Cage is the drug. Everybody else is just on, along for the Nicolas Cage ride and, you know, <laughs> enjoy the fu- enjoy the ride. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Ghost Rider, the first one, is great. Spirits of Vengeance is not so great. It, it's just, Even though there's some good cast members in it, it's just bad. It, it's just... It takes away from what they first put out, you know, and the first one is very comic book. The second one is just... Bleh, and it's just wrong. Um, right, we have strayed so far from the right. fucking path. Joe, you know what? This I, I've I've got a new list because I did say about this knockout thing for video game movies. I've right. now just made up a quick list. So I've got sixteen films, and you know, different of opinions. We are going mm-hmm. to work out which of these sixteen, because you right. may say that one of these may may not be um, a personal number one. Right. So it's going to be easy knockout. So you'll hear two films at a time, and just right. we'll just see. How we go. So we're going to start off with Resident Evil. So it's Resident Evil from 2002 versus the 2005 adaptation. Uh, adaptation? Okay, no, 
I'm, I'm too tired for this shit. Um, the 2005 adaptation of Doom. Ooh. Now, now let's be honest. Um, Resident Evil 2002 has got some decent moments in it. It has got some great action scenes and some great CGI for its time. If I'm, if, if we're being fair, and even the 2004 sequel, Apocalypse, was in some ways quite fun and quite enjoyable. But then you have Doom. This was one of the first proper starring roles. For Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it had that awesome first-person shot, which just you know saved the film to a certain degree. There was some quite questionable humour, but also it had Carl Urban being a fucking badass right at the end and just smashing shit up. And when you see someone like that going up against The Rock, how can you not enjoy that part of the film, even if like 90% of it is pretty uh, forgettable? When... You put Carl Urban as apparently Doom Guy. It's not going to work. Uh, don't get me wrong. Carl Urban as Reaper is is phenomenal, and the first person shooter part is is the, it saves the film. Well, no, it doesn't. But it's, no, but it's it's a it it slightly it's a redeems. It's a good callback yeah. to what you see in the games. Mm. They if they were going to do a new Doom film. They need to take it from the new games that have come out, oh, Doom and Doom Eternal. That way, you've got a phenomenal fucking setup for a film. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, if I could put Doom into the back of my mind and lock it there and never open it again, I would. Because <laughs> even Dwayne, The Rock has even said during um, a speech at um, the Hall of Fame award that. You know, John Cena was in uh, The Marine, and he said, don't worry, I was in Doom. Um, and that'll <laughs> tell you exactly how The Rock feels about Doom. Mm. Whereas Mila Jovovich um, once did a thing for SMTV Live and say, yeah, go and see Resident Evil. You can see me um, in a red dress and it'll be wet. And it'll be like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> if that's what you're going to say to pull people in to go and watch the film then you know that this film is shit. And even though Slim, Slipknot um, did the title song for it, didn't make it fucking popular. Do you know what did make it popular? The fact is that the Paul W.S. Anderson wouldn't leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> yes, because even when the franchise kind of had its end, it went, well, you know, we can keep it going for a little while longer. So, But we had a film called Extinction. Well, we're going to have Afterlife. Oh Fucking God! Man. Um, and then we're gonna say the final, the final chapter. Yes. It's like Paul, Paul, Paul. You've just fucked the Alien franchise. Stop fucking everything else. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I could throw both of the franchises in the bin to be honest. Be honest, um, it might still lose in the next round. So you know, whichever one you pick will probably still lose in the next round. So. All right, so so we're we're, we're gonna go with Resident Evil for that one. All right, so Doom is out. Right, so round two. Right. So we have from 2001, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, and then from 2018, Tomb Raider. So Angelina Jolie versus in the, bin. the other one. Um, Goes in the bin. Which, which, which one's in the bin? 
the Angelina Jolie goes in the fucking bin. Right, that was easy. I actually really enjoyed the 2018 one. I thought that was quite fun. Much more relatable and believable as well. When you've got a when you've got a Tomb Raider, you know, when you've got a Lara Croft who actually looks like she can properly fight as well. She actually, uh, you know, does do a um, actually does like proper Tomb Raiding, and mm. uh, yeah, I, I I was quite happy. With it. Why why can't I remember her fucking name? The actress, um, Michael Fassbender's wife, isn't it? Yeah. That doesn't um, help. <laughs> no, it doesn't help at all. I just yeah, like, oh, Michael, Michael Fassbender's wife. It, yeah, lucky, what's her name? I don't know. You lucky bastard. Um, oh, God. I'm gonna Alicia Fikander, that's it. That's the one. I I'm so annoyed name. at myself, I couldn't remember her name. Um, right, okay. So, round three is an animated film show-off. So, we have the Angry Birds movie from 2016. 2016? Mm. And then from 2001... Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Final Fantasy goes in the fucking bin. Cool, that's that done. That's easy enough. Right. Oh, anybody who anybody who who who's, listen, who's the, a Final Fantasy fan, when you watch Spirits Within, you just kind of went, "Fuck, this is not Final Fantasy." Pretty much. That's probably why I kind of enjoyed the film because I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan at all. Yeah, Angry Birds is fucking class. That film is quite enjoyable, especially um, the scene when they're in the when they're in the water. And yeah. um, they realise that yes, um, it's not so much a pool. It's um, it's basically a big toilet. It's a pe- it's a fucking petri dish, literally a petri dish. Yeah, and it's so funny. It's just such a great scene. Um, all right, round number four. Oh, mm-hmm. this is gonna be fun. So we have Double Dragon versus Street Fighter. Oh god, Double Dragon's just awful. <laughs> it's just so awful. Do you, you know what? Take... I only watched that last year um, during the lockdown, and yeah, by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, um, "Yep, yeah, uh, yep." Yeah, do you know? Do you know what? Um, all's forgiven. Um, I think I can watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation now and not feel as bad. <laughs> do you know? I remember watching Double Dragon, right, thinking, oh, you know, because I loved the arcade. I loved yeah. Jimmy and Billy Lee's story. And I watched it going, do you know the only saving grace of this entire film is Alyssa Milano's ass? And that says a lot about me. Um, I don't care. But just watching it in the short shorts, and again, this is probably the only saving factor of this entire film is the fact is that Alyssa Milano must have done so much fucking cardio and so much fucking so many squats for that ass and the rest and don't get me wrong mark the cascos is a phenomenal martial artist but this film is shit it is beyond shit to, to think in that um robert picardo is trying to be shadow uh, is trying to be uh, shadow lord um no it's 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 a it's terrible it is beyond awful, and it goes in the bin. And I should point out, they both came out the same year, them films. 1994. Yeah. yeah. So Double Dragon's awful. Double Dragon awful. is out. Right, okay, so round number <coughs> six, I think this... No, sorry, round number five, this one. So we have Pokemon the first movie Ooh. versus Ratchet and Clank. Pokemon the first movie. Fair enough. That I wins, should point out. Hands down. I should point out the Ratchet and Clank film is actually quite enjoyable. It is quite enjoyable, but Pokemon the first movie is brilliant. 
All right. Okay, round number six. And I know I know where you're going to go with this one. We have Warcraft uh-huh. versus Super Mario Bros. Mario Bros. goes in the bin. Oh, oh, that was a bit of a shocker. I thought you were going to try and keep that. Um, I like Warcraft. Don't get me wrong. I was a massive World of Warcraft player. And to see Medivh on screen the way he was wins. Fair enough. All right, round number seven. We have, I think this is going to probably be one of the more difficult ones, Sonic mm. the Hedgehog versus Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh, you cunt. Now, I had to put a difficult one in because, you know, this is, this you could easily take these two right to the end. But, yeah, you know, um, I will just say, Pokemon Detective Pikachu... From the get-go, when that first trailer came out, I looked at it and I went, now this is what a Pokemon movie should look like. They yeah. look like their character designs, but you could believe they're in the real world. They yes. looked amazing. They looked like yes. you could easily like just pick one up and cuddle is, it. It was fucking which, awesome. And, you know, which just, is why yeah. I think Detective Pikachu's going to win, because... Their studio didn't have to go back and spend no. nearly thirteen million on a fucking redesign. Yes. Can I just point out though, before we have a final decision on the on the utmost um just defence on Sight the Hedgehog, yes. They had to redesign what was a fucking travesty. That but, was nightmare fuel. But to their credit, not only did they make Sight the Hedgehog look brilliant they cast ben schwartz who i think does an amazing job as sonic he is just so good in that part he he's, he just sounds fantastic like sonic. yeah and then you've got jim carrey as dr robotnik it was a fucking match made in heaven there I, in never in a million years would i ever have thought jim carrey would have done sonic the hedgehog i did not think he would ever do a film like that but not only did he get himself into that part he done a superb job he probably gave one of his best acting performances this millennium i'm gonna say it all right that one of the best performances he has ever done this millennium he was fucking incredible he was so funny he had such a great lot of energy about him every time he was on the screen he just took every bit of focus you just could not take your eyes off the guy. And he came up with great one-liners. He was just so enjoyable. And you almost just love watching him more than any other thing in that movie. And yes, but he... yeah, Yes, I'll give you that. He did make Robotnik yeah. his own. But you will never have Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu in a, going into a fetal position going, Pika, Pika! You will never have that. <laughs> so Detective Pikachu still wins. All right. And round eight... Joe, before I actually read these two out, do you want to have a guess what the last round is? I dare not fucking think, to be honest. Right. Now, I will say, I think this could be a quite a difficult one as well. Oh, okay. So, you have, in in the first corner, we have Mortal Kombat from 1995. Ooh. In the other corner, we have Mortal Kombat from 2021. 1995 goes in a bin. That Why? was a bit of a shock. For one, that was a bit for of one reason. For one reason. Go on. Scorpion. 
in 2021, Sonata is just yes. phenomenal. I can't I can't give it to Christopher Lambert as um, Raiden because he was a much better Raiden. It's and, just that and oh, c- c- come on, we're also forgetting you know Shang Tsung. Your soul is mine. Yeah, that was a much better Shang Tsung. Yeah, but we had a much better Scorpion because we had we had literally what was supposed to be Sub Zero versus Scorpion, not Scorpion and Sub Zero, slaves under my palm. It's like no. No, no, stop it, stop it. No, so we go for 2021. But the only thing I'll say is, in defense of Mortal Kombat 1995, it has such great one liners. It it definitely has, and I, I hate to say it because you know, I think 2021 is the superior movie, but I honestly feel 95 had a better script in in total and just just the actors you know they had some proper miscasting i will not deny that at all but to have kerry tagawa as shang sung that was just incredible he was definitely owning that film and literally for every like for the five or six times where he stands up off his chair and he's like you know just delivers one crazy line after another and just just, just the guys are fucking legend. The the one that plays Shang Tsung in the new film, he doesn't have anywhere near the charisma. But as you say, yes, Sonada as Scorpion is Wins. is an absolute no brainer. He's awesome, and um, McCard Brooks as Jax as well. He actually does I, look quite good su- as Jax. He surprised. I gotta say, from McCard Brooks going from um, Jimmy Olsen in uh, Supergirl. Um, to Jax, he surprised he surprised me so much. Hmm. He can act when he's given a good role. And sorry, yeah, just one other thing on twenty twenty one. Josh Lawson as Kano. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah, was Kano wins. That was that was yeah, you fucking beauty. Yeah, that yeah, line wins. literally. I don't matter how many times I watched that trailer, that line always tickled me when I saw that. That that that's the winning line, you know. For the for the last bit of the of the trailer, Kano wins. You fucking beauty. That mm. when the guys were editing the trailer together, they thought that is going to put fucking butts in seats, and it did. <laughs> it did indeed. Right. Okay. Now let's get on to the next stage of the knockout round. So, round nine. Technically, mm. we're now into the quarterfinals. Um, right, so the first round will be Resident Evil versus Tomb Raider. Resident Evil's going to go in the bin. Resident Evil is gone. I definitely agree with that. Tomb Raider was the better movie, and to be fair... I think I went into Tomb Raider. I remember when I watched it, I went in with relatively low expectations. Me I too. came out very happy with it. When she gets the ballers at the end and she goes, I'll take two. And yeah. it's Nick Frost there as the, uh, I was thinking, this is going to be great. Yeah. That's the end of the movie as well. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, anyway. it's, like, it's like, I can't wait for the sequel. I want a sequel now because yeah. this is great. They are going to make a sequel. It's just obviously, unfortunately, been in development hell quite a bit because of this uh, shitty pandemic. Yeah. 
Right. Round 10. We have mm-hmm. the Angry Birds movie versus yep. Warcraft. Angry Birds. What, Angry Birds going through or in the bin? Going through. Angry Birds is going through. So Warcraft is out. I'm quite shocked that I'm quite shocked Angry Birds has actually made it this far. Don't get me wrong, I, like, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed love it. it a lot. I, like, I can watch it with the kids all the time. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> right. Round eleven. <clears throat> Pokemon Detective Pikachu versus Pokemon the first movie. Detective Pikachu's gotta win. Right. So that is done, and the first movie... I'll get some shit, get some shit for that. Is out. The only thing I'll say about the first movie, which I don't really remember um, enjoying too much, and I still didn't enjoy it when I watched it again so many years later, was that they tacked on that little movie after um, beforehand. The yes. whole, like, when they're like in like the Did Safari you? Zone kind of, like, play area, and it's a... Uh, it's it's, it's weird. Charmander, it's Charmander stuck in that uh, little hole, and he starts crying. Yeah. You're a fucking dragon. Grow up. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was such a weird cartoon. Right, round number twelve: Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat wins. Right, this this lineup is looking pretty good. <laughs> Kano wins. You fucking beauty. And I tell you what: so the last four films are all within the last like last five years, really. So. Yeah does show that quality has gotten better over time. Um, That's because they've learned from their fucking mistakes. That's why. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let us begin. And I think we've got to do it this way because it makes more sense. So mm-hmm. round number 13. Yes. So we have Pokemon Detective Pikachu versus the Angry Birds movie. Oh, yeah. Angry Birds has got to go in the bin. I don't think that was a surprise there, really, on that one. No. It, it, Ryan Reynolds is going to win any time. <laughs> and so, obviously, round 14, Mortal Kombat versus Tomb Raider. Mortal Kombat wins. Again, Sonata, I Sonata. Sorry. So. Let's just have a quick reminder before we get on to the final. So, we have seen eliminated from this list. We have seen Mortal Kombat 1995 lose. Um, you know, as I say, some great lines, fantastic one-liners. To me, I still, like I say, I still think it was a superior script. But overall, as a film, it doesn't match up to what 2021 brought. Even if I still get that little bit of joy from... The Johnny Cage versus Scorpion fight when he leaves the signed photo of himself afterwards. That that's my biggest like, my biggest fan. Yeah, that is just a little touch of class and I was like, Yeah, that's good. All I can say is, right, if the Miz is cast as Johnny Cage, which I'm hoping he is, doesn't do that in the next film, <laughs> you've missed out on a great callback. Mm. Um, obviously we lost Sonic the Hedgehog very early which is quite a shame because I would personally put Sonic the Hedgehog in like the top three video game movies of all time but you know <coughs> it was in a tough battle with Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. um, Double Dragon yep yeah. that's it uh, Street Fighter again you know, one of the best one of the best examples of an actor basically saying yeah I'll do it because it looks fun it'll give me some you know, sustainability, it'll give me a lot of money, and, you know, Raul Julia basically 
gave one of his best performances in this movie. Um, and then we have, yeah, Pokemon, the first movie, which, you know, still holds a special place in many people's hearts. It has mm-hmm. aged, really. Um, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank, as I said, if you've not seen the Ratchet and Clank movie, it is definitely worth a watch. It's quite fun. And I've been playing through the new game as well, and that's pretty good. Um, Joe, before I had Ratchet and Clank, I did originally have Digimon the movie. I had to take that out, though, because I enjoyed Digimon. But then when I saw the film again a couple of years ago... It doesn't age well. Basically, you realise it it is just three episodes of the cartoon that they've just sliced together and gave it like a very loose trilogy. Um to make it into a film. Um, yeah. Uh, Resident Evil, as I say, the first one I always quite enjoyed. I still think the special effects hold that pretty well. And, you know, again, that was quite a good cast when you think about it. Um, not just uh, Mila Jovovich, but you also had Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Colin Salmon, um, until he gets diced up. Uh, that was a, that was quite a scene. I still think that's one of the best scenes in that film as well, when you've got all the lasers coming out and all of a sudden he's just like he's falling into pieces after being sliced up into cubes. That was a uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was some gnarly stuff. Doom, you know, Doom is basically yeah. No if it wasn't for the actual first person scene near the end of the movie, it probably would have been completely forgotten. The Tomb Raider films, um, Lara Croft Tomb Raider. The one thing I'll say that I always enjoyed about the um, the Angelina Jolie ones was Chris Barry. He was fucking hilarious in them films. As Hillary. Yes. He was good, though. I enjoyed his part in them. It was out of place, but, you know, he made it fun. And then, yes, um, Alicia Vikander as the newer Tomb Raider and definitely much more improved. Mm-hmm. Um, Angry Birds movie, as we said, a very fun film. And I think actually took a lot of people by surprise. I don't think a lot of people were expected to be as fun or as enjoyable no. as it was. No. Um, final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, a great film. Yeah. If you don't like Final <laughs> Fantasy, because it's got nothing to do with Final Fantasy. Literally uh, nothing. But um, a very good performance from Mina Wen. Let's, uh, let's let's get that there, you know. She actually does do a fantastic part in that movie. Um, and then, yes, Warcraft. I was never a big fan of Warcraft. And I actually did say this before. If the Warcraft film came out a decade earlier, if it came out in 2006, I promise it would have been probably the highest earning film of all time. If they brought it out at the height of that game's popularity, mm. it would have smashed all records. It would oh, be, yeah. It would not have been stopped. <coughs> but obviously they didn't do that in time. And then Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Um, but we come on to the ultimate champion of champions. We are looking at in one corner from April of this year, Mortal Kombat. Now, this film was a long time coming. We had many different scripts that have been floating about for years we had the um kevin kevin takarian he was trying to make a sort of like a more grounded realistic mortal kombat for years and then he ended up doing this uh tv series which kind of went back to the original mortal kombat roots enjoyable Mm -hmm. still but sadly we never got to really see that one go much further um and then pokemon detective pikachu we had 
we had the first live-action Pokemon film, which impressed because of the character designs. It was quite an interesting story. Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu is pretty much like something you come up with after you know snorting a mountain of cocaine, but you know it worked, and you know it was just really fun. So this is, I think this is quite difficult actually when you look at it. Mortal Kombat versus Pokemon Detective Pikachu. On the one hand, Mortal Kombat, it lives up to its promise of properly adapting the source material right down to the fatalities. Come on. The the whole the Kung Lao fatality, that is just that is just legendary. That is when you see that in action, when you actually see the hat spinning in the ground, it's it's beautiful. It was one of them bits I was just like I almost just went to myself. As soon as it happened, I just went, fatality. Um, I just couldn't help myself. I, I love that bit. Um, and then you also had like the character designs. They look so good. You know, just the the, like the, the battle armor on Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Just their, their outfits looked awesome. And even like the cheesy lines as well. That you have Scorpion saying, you know, I have come from hell to get you. All this stuff. It's like, it's like, hmm. I like that they can still have a bit of humour. But then, you know, he keeps speaking Japanese throughout the whole, apart from three words. Get over here! And, yeah. Well, <laughs> you kind of... I, I Can you imagine he's been in hell that. for 400 years and that's the only English he learned? Well, yeah. <laughs> I can believe that, to be honest. Okay, and then Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Now, this was quite a risk because instead of saying, oh, we're going to adapt the popular red and blue story for you've got a kid who leaves home at the age of 10 because fucking weird rules about kids being able to do their own thing and you know going to live and not actually ever renting a hotel or anything. You just walk around the place for the next few months battling other Pokemon, taking kids' money and uh, progressing that because that's that makes sense but instead of doing that they went with the tale of a talking pikachu who solves crime and they put him in a world where pokemon and humans coexist in a kind of comfortable fashion and it presented you know it got to present some of the most popular traits of pokemon so you know we got to see jigglypuff as uh you know he gets annoyed when people fall asleep as he's performing we got to see Psyduck and what his powerful headaches can do. We even got to see an irritated Magikarp turn into a Gyarados. And, yeah. you know, and that's not even mentioning Mr. Mime. The Mr. Mime bit, I'm sure, gave kids nightmares for weeks afterwards. Yes, well. So this is the difficult decision because... I'll be honest, I don't think I could really pick between these two. I think part of me would go, if I were to go for a movie that I would say, you know, if I was a parent and I said, right, I'm going to sit down to watch one of these films. I'm going to go, hey, I know you're only four years old, but fuck it, we're watching Mortal Kombat. No, I won't do that. Um, I'd be like, yeah, come on, let's let's watch Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Let's, uh, let's have this nice, comforting film. Let's have a good laugh. And then when you're about ten years older, I'll get you to watch Deadpool. You can see where Ryan Reynolds learnt all this cocky attitude from. 
but no. But me, if I was out with friends and I said, come on, let's go and watch a film that gets the adrenaline pumping, I'd watch Mortal Kombat because that'd be the film that you go, right, yes, I want to relive one of my favourite video games on the big screen, and that's it. That is literally it. It's tough. I'm going to have to go with Detective Pikachu. And I think... I can't I can't disagree with that. I think that is that is it. So from science, from much debate, and from two mad people who What was that? I have no idea there's fucking idiots outside my house. I thought I thought someone disagreed. It's like, no fuck you, Mortal Kombat's much better. <laughs> Uh, fucking idiots outside my house as usual. So, so we have Pokemon <coughs> Detective Pikachu as officially held by science and by the official ranking of two geniuses as the greatest video game movie of all time. I vote simply because Ryan Reynolds. I would vote mainly because, to me, not even just for the film, but it had one of my favourite ever film trailers of all time. Um the one for it, it's um you've got the uh, what's it what's it called the um the the, the Louis know. Armstrong song what a wonderful world yeah. that trailer was just so beautiful. I'm an <laughs> Xbox. Um, <laughs> oh god, that was on the other day as well, Deadpool two, and I literally turned yeah. to that bit after he's just been ripped to pieces. You know, as he's being worn like a backpack, he goes past, goes. X-Force. X-Force. Yeah. Trust me, loads of people around the world were whispering it to everybody when that film came out. It was it was like the that year's um, Hail Hydra. <laughs> but I always love that that's, that came out three weeks after Avengers Infinity War. Because, you know, we've just seen what was probably like one of the most, uh, one of the most like depressing like comic book movie scenes of all time. You know, when you see a 16-year-old Peter Parker falling to pieces, crying in the arms of his mentor, saying that he doesn't want to die. It's horrible. And then three weeks later, you know, we've got the Merc with a mouth who's back and, uh, you know, X-Force. Um, Telling Colossus he's going to turn it, he's going to melt him down and turn him into a cock ring. Yeah, that <laughs> kind of perked me the fuck up straight away that did. So, yeah, Ryan Reynolds wins all the time. Doesn't matter what it is, Ryan Reynolds wins. All right, so so we we have gone into video games, we've gone into video game movies, and uh, we did say we had to talk about Loki and the Bad Batch, and the ba- yes, we'll definitely be talking about the Bad Batch as well. Loki though is halfway through its six episode run, and there are some mixed feelings about it. I I think has to be said, it's not a bad show by any means, but I'd think out of the three Disney Plus series so far. I feel it's, it's it's still good. I still say it's like a solid like like seven and a half, eight out of ten. But I feel it's so far the weakest out of the three series. It lost over a hundred thousand uh, viewership in the last week. Mm. That's bad. I think what happened with Loki, I, I and I feel that this is one problem that Disney Plus had. They have really saturated that TV market so quickly. And then they tried to give a good momentum. When they went from having just a two-week break between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was all right. Because it was like, oh, you know, you just got one week respite and then we're back into the show. With Loki, 
it took a it was about a seven or eight week gap and i think what it was i think if the momentum had kept going if they'd done the same thing just say like you know we're having a two-week gap first week of may yep loki's on i think if they'd done that i think the viewership would have still been there i feel i feel that for one thing every fucker has just got to get off the mephisto high horse now there is no mephisto he doesn't exist in the mcu yeah, Mephisto is not here. He, 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 I will just say that first episode of Loki, though, when you see him looking at the mirror, um, not the mirror, like looking at the stained glass, and it shows the the devil image. I can't help but for that ten minutes, I thought, oh fuck, now Mephisto is actually going to be in Loki. How no. did this happen? It was a mass. It was a massive uh, cock tease to Eric Voss. Mm. Yes, I can still comment on that twat. Mr. Mr. I check Wikipedia. Good for you. Um, I use but, a computer. I, I know how to go to Wikipedia why, and why I know how it? to say the words. Thing is, I made him sound like um like Bitch Brian from Family Guy. Hmm. I, I went Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I can't go to the toilet by myself, but I'm good at other stuff. Hey ho, uh, my name I... is Eric Buss, and welcome to New Rockstars. I'm going to tell you everything I learned from Wikipedia this week. Hey ho! <laughs> no. Fuck you. Um, (laughs) Mephisto is not going to be in this. Mephisto is not going to be any part of the the MCU until they bring in Ghost Rider. Oh, bollocks. Sorry, that that was me throwing a pen. Unintentionally. Um. Of course. They're not going to bring in Mephisto. They're not going to bring in Mephisto until they bring in Ghost Rider. It's it's as simple as that. They're not going to bring in Mephisto because there's no way you could possibly explain Mephisto any better than to introduce Ghost Rider, because that's exactly where Ghost Rider has fucking come from. So there. Yes, we may have seen Robbie Reyes in Agents of Shield, but I'm on about the Ghost Rider. I'm on about Johnny Blaze. If we start with Danny Ketch. That's fine as well, because we'll still have um, a little bit of Mephisto in there as well. But they need to start with... Yeah, I was just going to say, you say about Johnny Johnny Blaze, I've just got to say it very quickly. Over the last few weeks, I've honestly thought Jensen Ackles would make quite a good Johnny Blaze. I said that. Uh, I I, I don't know what it was, but it was something I was watching the other day. And I just immediately thought, Joe, what, he'd be actually so good. He's got the attitude, he's got the look. yeah. After listening to him as being Batman in uh, The Long Halloween, yeah, he'd make a great Johnny Cage. Uh, Johnny Cage, fuck's sake, Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Cage. He could make a good Johnny Cage as well, actually. Probably could, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> Loki has, has gotten a lot of flack over the last um, three episodes because of the whole um, go woke, go broke um, feelings towards it. At the end of the day, oh, who gives a shit? Just, just enjoy it for what it is. Who cares about this oh. whole scenario? Yes, okay, he swings both ways. Oh dear, what a pity. He's funny, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. I think that's um, just an Asgardian thing, though, because you know we know that Valkyrie is also um, bisexual. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the whole uh, was it uh, Paul. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, everybody swings both ways on my planet. It's all about the pleasure thing, and that's exactly <laughs> what it boils down to. And I, I, I couldn't care less. At the end of the day, he makes me laugh. Um, uh, what was it? Everybody's going on about Sylvie. Mm. Or as I'm now permanently calling her Amora, because she's the enchantress. 
I, yeah, I think what they've done is they've basically said female Loki is Enchantress. That is, yeah. and what a lot of people I had to explain this as well to someone. I said the Enchantress. Because someone went, oh, Enchantress, that just means she's a witch. I went, no, the Enchantress in Marvel is still an Asgardian. Yes. That's 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 something you have to remember. She's the, the daughter of Loki, isn't she? I think that, yeah, one version, I think she is the daughter. And then I think yeah. another one was, um, she was like the, then it was like, you know, the Enchantress, I think, I think, wasn't there one in one of the versions where she was actually just like the, like alternative Loki instead of the daughter. <clears throat> there is uh, there is some there is some mixed up oh, storylines I've seen. Amora six one six version. Um, she's in love with Loki. Okay, no, so it's not his daughter. Yeah, but that's, in, that's a completely different book altogether. In Earth three five one five, she's the daughter of Loki, but she's in love with Thor. Fuck, man! As Guardians really need to go back to Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's oh, never mind. It's my own fucking religion this, for this God's sake. Saying. There is some very uh, I know that there is a few different um, like biographies and things that they worked it out to be, but the because um, I I I don't know. Obviously, <clears throat> MCU does its own thing. It likes to create its own its own little purpose, its own little way of doing it. I I kind of can see. That I don't know. I almost feel like I really hope they're not gonna do it. I almost see that this is almost gonna be like a complete deception, and we're gonna find out that um, Lady Loki slash Enchantress slash Sylvie, whatever you want to call her, I almost hate to f- say it, but I almost feel like she's gonna be another Ralph Boner. Oh, I, I feel hope like not. they're almost setting her up as someone who believes that they're someone, but it's gonna turn out they really ain't. That was the biggest fucking letdown. That was the biggest cock block I've ever. I just, why you could have done so much more with that, with that, literally so much more with that, and it's a boner. Oh for fuck's sake! It's it's literally, it's like listening to Cinema Sins every time uh, Jeremy says boner. I just I get bored. I I Wonder Vision. I've told everybody you need to watch it because otherwise you're not going to understand anything that comes after it. Mm. And it's literally only there as a bridging gap. That is it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, brilliant. Couldn't get enough. The Man from Uncle, basically with superpowers, fantastic. Can't get enough of it. Loki, it's a slow burn. A slow and burn for a six part series does not really work well, unfortunately. No. And you kind of see how much they've nerfed Loki as well in the movies because he stops a building from crushing them just by fucking looking at it. Mm. And, you know, the same with the Hulk in, um, you know, any film after uh, The Incredible Hulk because they, they forgot the primary things about the Hulk. The angrier he gets stronger he gets mm. i mean they've that's what they forgot and Cook. they nerfed loki badly yeah before you say about um nerfing hulk don't forget that when you had the chitauri invasion when he goes that's my secret i'm always angry you know and he punches that big fucker out you know you can't you can't say that he doesn't he, he ain't nerfed there you know that is like some top power there oh yeah he, no no <laughs> he's still nerfed there because if you think about it, if you watch the Incredible Hulk, the the Incredible Hulk, you had so much Stark tech. 
going up against the Hulk. Mm. And, you know, you saw what he could do. Yeah, punching out that Chitauri um, worm was next level. That's just, just the Hulk. But if the Hulk got angry at Thanos and angrier, do you really think Thanos would have been left fucking standing? I no. Think, I think what, what someone said to me, and I thought it was quite a good argument, it wasn't necessarily that Thanos was stronger than Hulk. What I've heard is that Hulk was definitely stronger, but Thanos was the skilled fighter. He knew how to hit someone's weak points. He knew how to take an enemy down, whereas Hulk literally just smash. And I thought that was actually quite a compelling argument because, you know, the Hulk is basically this being of destruction. You know, he can take on almost... it. Yeah, even like in Thor Ragnarok, he wants to take on Surtur. He wants to fucking beat him up. He's like, no Hulk, for once in your life, don't smash. But big enemy. Um, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's so funny. He's like, you see him and he looks like a pea going up against a person when you see him jumping up to Surtur to fight him. You know, this is this is a guy who doesn't have a thought process. He's just like, well, he has a thought process. He's just like, yeah, but Hulk smash. That's it. That is it. That is all he has in his mind. And when he fights against Thanos, that is all he has in his mind is just to beat this guy up. He doesn't have any thought about it. He doesn't have any way of actually taking the guy down. It's just fight him until he beats him. And then yeah. Thanos is like, well, you know, I can do a punch here. I can do a punch here. I can hit a weak spot here. I can get him right there. And if need be, I've got the Infinity Stone, so I'll wipe him the fuck out with that. That was basically Thanos, because Thanos is a guy who knows how to take down an enemy. And you see it in Infinity War. He goes up against a barrage of different people. You know, he fights against Doctor Strange, you know, a master of magic you know he's able to stop him in his tracks he goes up against tony stark who actually is a machine wizard to lack of better words you know and you know like stark throws all these missiles at him he whacks him with every bit of metal that he can you know you've got you've got drax with his knives um well, you've got you spider-man kind of, <laughs> if you kind of look at drax yeah and I know I've I've had this conversation a few times. Drax is literally biologically created to kill Thanos. Yes. He that, that's why he's the destroyer. He's been made. He's been genetically made to destroy Thanos. Hmm. That is it. And they nerfed him. They cut that storyline completely. Now. This is going from a comic book's point of view. But, you know, read your comic, kids. Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, could have wiped out Thanos like that. How? How? Simple. Wong did it to one of his Black Order by slicing off his hand. <laughs> Don't think they could have done that to Thanos? Yeah. That, that was one thing that was on that... Um... What was it the how it should have ended? Yeah, that was one of the things. Yeah. Oh, they said, yeah, why didn't they just teleport his hand through? And yes, yeah, like, and then yeah, that was the first thing they did in um, Avengers Endgame. Well, they just cut his hand off straight away. He was like, yeah. oh shit, no, he's already destroyed the stones. Never mind. Yeah, because it's because without going through the whole thing, you know, well, the, the you know, pacing, plot point, progression of the story, 
if Peter Quill hadn't punched out, punched Thanos, they would have got the uh, the glove off him. Yes, but you wouldn't have progressed to him going, mm. and then Endgame. So you know that's that's the only reason why they did it. But you know, moving on. Can we move um, back to Loki just on that moment? Um, the Infinity Stones are basically paperweights in the TVA. Yeah. That's like, just the funny. That's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, you know, for for thirteen years almost, we've gone. You know, these items, these relics, are the most powerful things in the known universe. And then the TVA are like, oh, we've got loads of these fuckers around. You know, no, he's like, it's like not here. They're not. But you're kind of looking at them, going, I know how they're going to bring Black Widow back. Mm. Someone I've, ah. Time heist in the TVA. I'm t- I, 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 the first episode, as soon as he opened the drawer and I clocked the soul stones, I was like, mm. I know how they're going to bring Black Widow back. So so hang on, though, because obviously the TVA, they interrupt with um, what they call the, um, well, the, the, you know, the variants, the people that do something that they shouldn't be doing. So yeah. at some point, what they're saying is that people that have attempted to get the soul stone shouldn't have got the soul stone, basically. Correct. But or people that died to get the Soul Stone. But what if it turns out? What if it turns out that in that fight between Black Widow and Hawkeye, we find out that technically Hawkeye was the one that should have died, but because Black Widow sacrificed herself, we're going to find out that she actually survived, but it was just made to look like she died. Correct. Ooh. No, I like I like my Black Widow theory better. The one that I said that um, it's basically Hawkeye narrating the story of aunt nat's life and then at the end of the movie in a post credit scene she just returns and then we f- we find out in a couple of years how she actually returned that would be cool that would be cool I, I, Joe, I, and i've actually said to oh and um i've got my ticket for black widow i can't fucking wait to see that in the cinema because i'm not giving disney plus 20 quid to go and watch a film i can see for a fiver in the cinema um let's just that's okay let's i've got a screener um you, you bastard um but all I'll say is, is that if it opens up, and I've actually said this to me, mate, if it opens up with Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, I said, if that happens, I said, you're buying me dinner. I said, if it doesn't, I'll do the same back. I'll buy you dinner. I said, but I am so confident that is how the movie will begin. Because I just feel that they have to bring him in somehow. They have to kind of like have him to like sort of help continue her story to round up this, what could potentially be her final part if she doesn't get resurrected. But I still feel either way. Yeah. Jeremy Renner is going to be playing a part in that film. And I reckon it's going to be that he's going to be talking about her story. Fucking Budapest. Yeah. But I just feel that would work in a narrative point. And I'm, I am very confident. I'd like to see that happen. Uh, yeah. Well, so now we've 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 covered Loki, and um, uh, the next three episodes better be something. Better be fucking something. I'll tell you now. Um, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd I'd like to start talking about a TV series that I'm thoroughly enjoying, and then I watched this week's episode. Okay. Is this um? Is this a a Star Warsy? Uh... TV series? This is The Bad Batch, yes. Yes. Now, I love it. I love everything about it. I think it's great. I think Dave Filoni is a fucking genius. Oh, we know that. And 
I watched this week's episode. Now, spoilers for anybody who's not up to date with last week's and this week's episode. If not, where the fuck have you been? I know people working, but okay, we'll excuse that. Cad motherfucking Bane. This guy is literally Billy the Kid of Bounty Hunters. He's a fucking beast. He's literally the man, the myth, the legend. And they fucking nerfed him in this episode to the point where Fennec Shan, who's a newbie, is able to fucking outwit him, outmatch him at every turn. And I was watching it just going, do you know who this is? This is Cad Bait. There's, there is no fucking way he would be making rookie mistakes like this against literally a rookie. And I was just like, God damn it. You know, kick to the head and she's up in a second. I'm thinking, no, 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 no. I don't care if this is fucking animation. I don't give a shit. If you were just booted in the head by Cad Bane, you'd be down. You'd be out for the remainder of this fucking episode. And you'd be left there to fucking cry for your mother. No, not happy at all that they nerfed Cad Bane at all. And another thing was then said to me about, well, Cad Bane's meant to be dead soon because Boba Fett is meant to shoot him and kill him. Because uh, it's canon, by the way, for anybody else who's fucking up there. They go, oh, no, that didn't start. No, right. it's canon. Look it up. Um, and I was talking to a friend of mine, John, about how they're going to show literally Omega is a female Boba. She's she's another prime um, clone from Django Fett, one that's been left to grow normally, um, like Boba. And we were talking about how the hell this is going to go along, because the Bad Batch don't exist during A New Hope, during Empire Strikes Back, etc., etc., and forward. So they've basically got to be killed off soon and we were going on about how the hell they're going to explain boba how the hell they're going to go further with omega and how we're going to see the end of cad bane and then we were like well it's probably not going to happen during the bad batch or season two but are we going to start seeing a live action version of cad bane in the book of boba fett because He's got to get out of the Sar. We've got to see the story of him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. We've got to, see, you know, and it's it's going to be one of those scenarios where he's badly hurt and he needs help and et cetera, et cetera. And you know, why was Omega created? Hmm. Why was she, you know, where was she? Why was she born? And then you start realizing, what if she's a walking hospital? Hmm. Boba Fett's kidneys fail. She's, we've got kidneys. He needs a blood transfusion. Well, there you go. He needs a new kidney. He needs new livers. Liver. There you go. Mm. What if she's literally a walking bank? Mm. I wonder if they're going to address any of this in um, in the book of Boba Fett when that comes out in December. I hope so. I really do. <clears throat> I would love to see a how, live action Cad Bane. How good would it be the opening five minutes of the book of Boba Fett? You have the you go back to nineteen eighty three, you know, Return of the Jedi, and you see when he falls into the Sarlacc pit, 
And, um, you know, you see, you then see him, uh, you know, as he's being swallowed up by the creature and he finds, I don't know, he finds like a few supplies. He finds something to keep himself going. Uh, the heat means that he has to take the armor off and, you know, he ends up with the physical scars that we see across his face. Um, mm. And then all of a sudden after, I don't know, let's say that after six months or something, he's been stuck in the thing. Um, he manages to like repair his jetpack. He ends up getting out of there. And, you know, then the story begins from that. Obviously, it's got to be a bit more epic than that. You know, just literally just goes one day, huzzah, I'm out of here. I like to see like a proper like passage of time thing happen, you know, where like the, the pits, like every now and again, it, it swallows a bit of machinery, something that he can use to scrap for parts. And then, you know, he blasts off out of there. And then we then flash forward back to, uh, you know, when he's taken over um, Jabba's palace, basically. And then I like it if they did that every now and again, like just have a little flashback to like, well, everything between, you know, when he left the Sarlacc pit to when he first um, met Mando, really. I, for a six month period, I'd love to know what he's been eating and drinking. I like, don't to, forget, think, you... I like to think that Sarlacc pit probably has had a fair few things thrown into it. Yeah, but to survive on. fair enough. But, as um well how long would you three, have said that he's been stuck in there i i would only think a couple of days hmm. because don't forget don't forget 3po said when you've been swallowed by the sarlacc you're slowly being digested hmm. so he's got to basically traverse any kind of acid that's in there so i reckon he's only going to be in there for a couple of days at least days Otherwise, he's going to have adverse effects of being fucking digested over a certain time. Yes, I agree with you. He's probably going to have to take the armor off because there's, um, you know, erosion damage on it because of the stomach acid. Yeah. So that basically gets, you know, filtered through like sweet corn and then the sarlacc shits it out. Um, Can you imagine like eight foot pieces of sweet corn next to him? Fucking hell, I just don't want to know. <laughs> and you know, the the sheriff finds the armor, and you know, and that that's that's that part of the story done. But because I, 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 I can like, see that, you know, he blasts I, out of the pit. Just think of this: he he blasts out the pit, and um, or, as he goes, the jetpack malfunctions. He flies off to one end of the desert, but yeah, the armor ends up, you know, obviously just a little I, bit further ahead or something. I don't think it's going to be an explosion or him flying out. I think the Sarlacc's going to get eaten by a crate dragon. Okay. I think it's going to get. I think it's going to be like a underground fight. The crate dragon is going to basically injure the Sarlacc to a point where it's thrown out of where it is, and it's literally on the ground, dead. Oh. And all of a sudden, you see either a knife coming out from its stomach and slowly coming down and out walks like Drax in Guardians 2 out comes Boba Fett scarred you know clearly he looks beaten because of what's happened to him inside and he walks a couple of feet and collapses and who does he and who finds him sand people why? Because that's how he gets the stick, that's how he gets the garb, that's how they get it. So they take him, thinking he's just another person, because they're going, ooh, look, meat. And they take him back to the camp. Mm. Unbeknownst that who the fuck they've just taken back to their camp. 
Boba slaughters the fucking lot of them, takes their shit, and don't forget, he's literally now stranded in the middle of nowhere on Tatooine. So now he's going to go find his ship where he left it at Jabba's palace. Hmm. And he's going to go find his fucking armor because that's his dad's armor. Yeah. Doesn't know where it is. Also, I will just make a point of the... you got to think the time range between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian. You're looking at around about five, five to six years. At so least. That's a lot of time passed. So if you think... You know, he came out... Say he came out of the Silent Pit. Let's, let's show you, for example, he's been out of the Silent Pit for the five years. Mm. That's a long time to not know where your armour is as well for him to be wandering around. So I kind of I kind of want to think that maybe he... I don't know, maybe he got taken prisoner or something. Maybe he escaped the Silent Pit, but then, um, you know, someone captured him. And like you say, probably didn't know that he was Boba Fett. He's gone off to some, I don't know, some, like, prison or been made a slave or something he up like he has a revolt and then ends up you know back trying to trying to find find his ship basically you know he's been uh recuperating as well or he's yeah been, well he's got um... to have recuperated yeah because i think i think it'll turn out that you know when he comes outside pit i reckon he's gonna be nigh on near death you know so obviously the armor's not of relevance at the time his own survival is there and it's when he True. recovers, he then goes, oh shit, you know, where is my father's armour? Where is where is it? And then he finds out he's not even on the same planet anymore. He finds out, say, like, yeah, a couple of months have gone by and he's on, um, uh, fuck it, let's say, let's say he's on, he's in like a prison cell in like uh, Mustafar or something like that. Which would work. I think that'd be pretty awesome. I'd love to see that in the show. In the show. I think that'd be fucking awesome. Um... It, it's going to be a point where he's either put into a coma because of his injuries mm. and uh, I don't know this this there's got to be you know this, this is we're not as uh, we're just mere mortals we're no. not of Dave Filoni standards no, no. to deal but with I'd this love, Joe I love that I love it if say that happened he wakes up on Mustafa and all of a sudden um, he gets greeted by I oh, know, like one of the the jokes. What what was the name of the um the the oh, what was the name of the guy in in the Mandalorian? You know the 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 one when um they go to they go to well just before they go to rescue Grogu when they go to get the information. What's the name? What's the name of that officer? You know the one that um oh, I can't think of his fucking name now. The the other fella, the the gingerhead one. Oh um. No, the one the officer what, that he. Yeah, Bill Burr's... Um, Bill Burr's yeah. character. Yeah. What's the name of the officer that he kills, the one that he said that he knew? Oh, I can't remember. Honestly, I can't but anyway, remember. anyway, him. Imagine that he's on Mustafa, and, you know, he's basically having to, you know, look after Boba Fett. And Boba Fett says to him, I need to report to, to Vader. And he goes, Vader's dead. Did you not get... Did you not hear? I've, I've been busy. Um, you know, he's just... Uh, well... We're starting a new rebellion. You can either now agree to um, help with us to carry on the work that had been started, or you can spend the rest of your life here on this planet. Something like that, you know. I or, still. Or would it be Moff Gideon? That's what I was just about to say. Or would it be Moff Gideon? 
I think it would probably be Moff Gideon. But then, but then would you would you say would you have Moff Gideon see Boba Fett straight away, or would you say he like you know Boba Fett sees this other fella first, then Moff Gideon then gives him the offer to you know to join him or not? See, I wouldn't put Moff Gideon and Boba Fett together at all, because I I, I, I think Boba feel Fett it's inevitable though. I think it is going to happen. In probably in the Mandalorian, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't think it's going to be as as of an impact as we think it is. Um, oh. Honestly, I think it's going to be Boba who shoots Moff Gideon and kills him, to be honest. I don't think it's going to be Mando. I don't think it's going to be um, Bo-Katan. I just think it's going to be him um, rifling off some spiel. All of a sudden, you see a laser blast. He falls down dead, and Boba Fett just does the the swinging gun into the holster and goes, that guy bothers me. And that will be it. That will be it. The one thing I have that's kind of... yeah, I think this is going to also come up when the... Um, Ahsoka Tano series comes up as well. When you think of where the Mandalorian kind of finishes at season two, it kind of feels weird uh, that we're not going to really have that side of the continuation. Obviously, I know it's more about Boba Fett and Fennec, who are you know going to be this new partnership. But then, are they going to be going like intergalactic, or is it all going to be you know taking place now within his newly established palace or? It, there are so many questions about this series that I really, I really don't want to know in advance. But at the same time, I kind of want to see how they're gonna progress on this side. It's like I said, I'm 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 mortal, liable to fall. I'm not Dave Filoni. Um, we're gonna just have to wait and see. To be honest, um, I can I can see it. I can see it being something where. We'll sit back and go, I never would have thought of that. And it will be that kind of scenario. It'll be like, I never saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. That's an interesting way to go. And none of our predictions are going to come right at all. I mean, you know, we're going to Eric Voss this entire thing and just, we're going to be so, we're going to be so dedicated on something that we think is going to happen. And then it doesn't happen at all. And it goes a completely different direction that nobody thought of. Um, And, that's exactly how Dave Filoni and John Favreau operate. Um, I look forward to it. I really am because, uh, like I said, I'm enjoying the Bad Batch. Apart from what they did the newest episode, um, I'm enjoying the Bad Batch, and I need more of this Star Wars style. I don't need anything that's been Kathleen Kennedy'd. I I need more Dave Filoni. I need more John Favreau because that's where Star Wars is now. Mm. I, 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 I don't need any more Kathleen Kennedy. I just don't. And, I need more Dave Filoni. And on a um, almost a very random segue, um, I only found out the other day that Kathleen Kennedy actually was involved with the production of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, shocking that, isn't it? That she should have stayed shocking. with that shit. Because yeah. she's, she, she's... I know a lot of people say, oh, Kathleen Kennedy's great for what she's doing. She's not. She is a shit show. She is she is a literal shit show. Actually, right, how about we do this as a quick versus? Who's worse, Kathleen Kennedy or Amy Pascal? Oh fuck! I'd take Amy Pascal over Kathleen Kennedy any fucking day. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, do you know what though? That was one of my favourite things when her 
um, Amy Pascal's emails came out because that obviously leaked the whole idea of Spider-Man going into the MCU, and it also yeah. leaked her um, her little uh, rants about Angelina Jolie, who she then yeah. had to see two days later, and she's like, "Hey, Angie, it's so good to see you." She's like, "Get the fuck away from me, bitch." Yeah, um, that was embarrassing as fuck. Well, but, couldn't be any more embarrassing than this country's fucking national health. Secretary I was just about no to say it. that. I was just about to say that. Funny enough, we're so on tune there. You know, um, anyone who ever listens to all things suck, we don't just talk about the geeky stuff. We do also talk about the real things. And luckily, that cunt Matt Hancock is finally out of office because has he actually been sacked? He has resigned himself. He's such a useless prick. But um, anyone who is not aware of this story... Uh, fuck it. Everyone's aware of this story because it's like one of the best things to have happened in the last few weeks. The um, British public have made yeah. the fuck out of it. Yeah. Matt Hancock has basically made a cock of himself. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's not beat around it. He has been filmed having um, <clears throat> intimacies Trist. with another woman. And, yes, and he, he's married. Yes, and what he then did, he said, oh, I'm sorry for breaking social distancing rules. He's like, sorry, you, sorry, sorry. You, you've got a devoted wife and kids, and, you know, they see this and they go, fuck, what has he done? Why has he done this to our family? Yeah, I'm sorry I broke social distancing. And 10 seconds later, and the family. What? And the family. But what? Oh yes, I'm really sorry to my family. I shouldn't have ever put that put you through that. Like, I mean, um, it's 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 old. It's just you know when you when you when you ask for you know we need the Tories out of power, and somebody says to you, just be patient. It'll happen. This is how it happens. This is the slow burn. Everybody's going, oh Boris, you're doing such a great job. Is he? Let's have a look at his cabinet. You're all a bunch of hypocritical cunts. And the main dude, your main advisor, who you sacked, is now basically going, right, I warned you. I told you what would happen. Now I'm going to fuck you. Stubborn, and he's Dominic Hang, uh, Dominic uh, Cummings or Cundings is literally grabbing <laughs> the £20 note from human traffic and jamming it into Boris Johnson's mouth while he's fucking him from behind. Mm. And it's like, this is everything that happened. And Boris Johnson's going, no, 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 no. It never happened. The fucker's got the receipts, Boris. Yeah. He's got proof. And Do you, it was the messages as well from, I think, last week or the week before, when he actually said, oh, yeah, yeah that Matt Hancock, like, was it? The message between Boris and Dominic Cummings, and Boris went, yeah, Matt Hancock, he's fucking useless. Fucking useless. It's like, um, yeah. And then, uh, oh, no, I, 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 I don't doubt, um, I don't doubt yeah. Matt Hancock's um, ability at all. You fucking did. You um, do. You, you full of shit, Boris. Yeah. And yet... Um, uh, Keir Starmer in the middle I don't trust that cunt either um, Keir Starmer <laughs> in the middle of PMQs is literally berating Boris Johnson over everything and what does this fucking hairy fucking hobbit do he literally just deflects everything and moves on to something else he's like no 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 answer the question and Boris is like oh no no we've got other things to talk so the Scottish MP fucking gets out and thinking oh here we go here we and he asks the exact same question and they want answers <laughs> the tory party right now is going 
we're dead. We're so dead. The Liberal Democrats but, are stealing their seats. And the Tories are going, oh, this is just a blip. No, 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 no. There's blood in the water. The sharks are fucking circling. Yeah. You are dead. You're out of office. As soon as there's an election, you're gone. The, the timeline of the Tories is definitely not a favourable one. When you think of... Uh, well, when you think like the, uh, the public trust... You know, Gone. went and at the beginning of lockdown, I can honestly say there was this feeling of, you know, all right, we all have to be in this together, we all have to really do yeah, what it was we high can. School, it, was high, it was high school musical, we're all in this together. Are we? Fuck. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the uh, that's the alternative lyrics uh, to that song. Um, yeah. but it was literally that day when the whole thing about Dominic Cummings was released, and I remember someone said to me. Um, oh well, we were trying to do what he could for his family, and I said, I can't even go five minutes down the fucking road to see my nan. Yeah. But he can go two hundred odd miles up the fucking country while yep. he had COVID, spreading it, having yep. his child in his car, and yeah. You know, and then what does the fucker say? Oh, I'm going out for a drive to Barnard Castle to test my eyesight because. Yep. You know, that's what you do. You get in the car while you've got COVID symptoms. You put your four-year-old child in the seat behind you and you drive because you feel you may not be able to see where the fuck you're going. That yeah. is yeah. bollocks. Do you, know who, do you know who basically told him to say that? Boris Johnson. I was going to say Mephisto. Um, oh, no, no, no we're not, we're not going to give Eric Voss any more fucking time than he asked Can you imagine to. that? Can you imagine that? Yes, um, the, yes, the real enemy... Of the the real the real um, evil the Tory party is Mephisto. No, it's Eric Voss. Um, <laughs> fuck but, that guy. But when when this story came out about Dominic Cummings, I really and uh, Joe, you know I I don't normally get angry about stuff in the news because it really isn't worth it because these fuckers you'll never interact with in your life. Um, but when that thing came out, I was horribly angry because. I always feel that me and everyone that was around me, we were doing what we were told was the right thing to do. We yeah. were keeping distancing. We were, you know, keeping ourselves away from our loved ones. You know, I and yeah, even to this day, like my 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 nan who lives in London, I have not seen her for fifteen months because mm. of all this shit. Still, I don't, and you know, I'm only one vaccine in so far as well not that you know fucking delta variants not exactly helping us at the moment but i i i I still feel quite worried that i would go up there and the last thing i want is to like you know make my elderly grandmother sick potentially give her a virus that could kill her because i don't think i could live myself if i did that but then i see and joe what though i see some people when i go out shopping they openly got their mask down like you know they've got their nose and they've got their lips poking out and i actually i don't do this often but i actually said to someone when i was um shopping a few weeks ago i was uh picking up a couple of things just just quick in quick out um, I went to get a loaf of bread and there was a guy literally, he pulled his mask down, no lie, he pulled his mask down to cough into his hand. He then sneezed into both hands and then not only that, he then literally wiped his hands on his face mask and he left it down. 
And I just went, you're fucking disgusting. And immediately I went, oh shit, I just said this, this bloke. He's like six foot tall. He's got massive tattoos all over him. He's going to fuck me up now. Um, and he went, he went, well, mate, it's a fucking free country. I'll do what I want. Yeah, that's the attitude. And it's the like, um, I, went, I went, so I said, so if you kill one of your loved ones because of your attitude, how would you feel? I thought, why am I saying this shit? Um, I got really heated with this. I really got angry. And I, and I found that I do not do well with people that, you know, want to wind me up during this pandemic bollocks. I really have had enough of it now. I, you know, people who think that this is all a hoax, all right? If anyone in your family ever gets ill, and I really hope they do not, but if anyone in your family does get ill, I really hope you then fucking learn your lesson. Because, you know, too many people have lost, you know, the ones they love because of something that could have been easily avoided. We've seen, you know, in some places, in some countries... You know, they said, yep, we're locking the borders up. We're going to stop everything we're doing. And I go back to it quite a lot. New Zealand. You know, for nearly a year, New Zealand have lived a practically normal life. They've had Mm. very few cases. They've been able to just get on with everything. And they go, right, yep, we're showing the world this is how it should have been done. And then you look at our side. You look at, yeah, we've had, we had more cases of COVID in a single day than New Zealand have had since it all fucking began. How bad yep. is that when you think yeah, about well, it? Well, New Zealand have got a fucking good prime minister. They have. They ain't, they ain't got some fuckwit who, you know, who, well, let's just say it, he fucks around, you know. Boris Johnson, it's like, a, yeah, so if I was careful, I wouldn't have so many children. Um, basically. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing where you, 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 you need to ha- ask yourself, this is the prime minister of this country. This is a man who left his wife who was dying of cancer, had an affair with his secretary, got her pregnant, and then left his wife who was dying of cancer um, for his secretary. Hmm. And then he then this man in for... another woman. Yep. The, um, the uh, what was it her name? Jennifer Arcuri, the, the woman, the businesswoman who, you know, was given so much money of the taxpayer. Let's just, let's yep. just put it out there. Um, yep. He provided taxpayer money to this woman to fund whatever bullshit was going on because I don't think yep. anyone really knew. Um, yep. And then, you know, for months and that, she denied anything had been going on. And then she went on to all these TV programs saying, oh, you know, I want to tell my side of the story. But she yep. ended up saying nothing. And then yeah. a few months later, when obviously the money ran out, she went, yeah, you know, me and Boris did have an affair. It's like, we all fucking know. Everyone the Tory, knew. The Tories have taken so much of the taxpayers' money and put it into useless transgressions. Mm. And it's just going to show that these are boys playing with, you know, the country's piggy bank because they don't care about money because they have money. And that's all they care about is making more money and hiding more money than they want to give out. That's why we've seen so many things um, decrease and defund over the space of how many years have the Tories been in power now? Nearly 10 years. Um, All because they want to plump up their coffers this is the reason why the um, the slur campaign against Jeremy Corbyn came out, because they knew if Jeremy Corbyn came in, the money for them would dry up. Um, don't get me wrong, I was a huge Corbyn. I was a, I was a huge Obi-Wan, uh, Obi-Corbyn, um, you know, supporter. I wanted Jeremy Corbyn in um, more than anything. Why? Just to get the fucking Tories out. 
The Tories have always been out for themselves since day fucking one. That's all they care about is the money in their back pocket. They don't care about you or me. They don't care about my kids. They don't care about uh, welfare. They don't care about shit. They care about privatization of the NHS, and that is it. I'm sorry, but any government that takes away food from children during a pandemic need to be fucking burned at the stake. And I will go on record on that for anybody. If you take food out of my fucking kids' mouths because you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, give to starving kids or whatever during a pandemic when most of us were out of work, most of us would literally, you know, you start realizing that Only Fools and Horses wasn't a sitcom, but a fucking educational documentary of how to survive during a pandemic. You know, you wheel and deal. Mm. I mean, you know better than anybody um, how bad it was for me just trying to make rent every month. Um, you know, Geary knows how bad it was for me to make rent nearly every single month because I was out of work. I couldn't get any help whatsoever. And, you know, the company that I'd started was making no money. Why? Because I couldn't do fucking anything. Couldn't do anything. And then when they said, oh, by the way, the kids are getting free school meals um, while they're homeschooling. Great. Didn't have to worry about that. The money went into Kirsty's account and she went out, bought food, whatever. And that was great. And then, oh, we're stopping the free school meals. You fucking what? Oh, yeah, we're doing it because we don't have to. Don't have to pay for kids. Okay. How are you fucking in power? Because <laughs> they don't care. There's a simple thing. They don't care about, you know, uh, what was it? Um, we, You know, oh, I don't have to go shopping. I doubt you've ever been shopping in your entire fucking life. You know, you got these people like fucking Sam Smith who's crying on TikTok because he's in his multi-million pound fucking mansion and he doesn't know how to cope being by himself in his multi-million pound mansion. Fuck these people. You've got the likes of the Kardashians going, oh, we're in Dubai during a pandemic. Look at us. Fuck you people who don't live in the real world. You've got, you know, Ricky Gervais has said it better than anybody. You've got no right to say anything because you don't live in the real world. You live in this fantasy world because you've done fuck all to get there or you fuck the rapper to get famous. And that's as far as I'll go with the Kardashians. Um, mm. These MPs know nothing. They know nothing. All they care about is how much money is in their bank and how far they can get away with not breaking the law but just skimming Bending across it. it. Literally to the point where it's almost about to break, but they get away with it every single fucking time. Mm. I'd, I would just love the fact is if the Queen just one day walked into the Houses of Parliament, picked up that fucking scepter, walked back out, and just turned to her left and go, 007, kill them all. And then walks Daniel Craig and fucking takes a lot of them out. <laughs> uh, I'd pay. Um... Should we have something that's a bit more, um, yeah, a bit more enjoyable? Let's um, let's look at some of the reactions to what's happened since Matt Hancock has resigned from his job that he done fuck all with and cost the country twenty billion pounds, and he's a prick. Um, so, in light of his uh, leaving of the role, 
Um, he's been replaced. Okay, now I could be replaced by this guy. Um, he's been replaced by um, Mr. Jav Javid. Sahid Javid. Um, who quit as Chancellor in February 2020. Weeks before the budget after rejecting the Prime Minister's order to fire his team of aides. Yeah. So basically, a guy who's already gone against Boris is being brought back by Boris. That makes sense, don't it? Um, nothing about this fucking government makes sense, dude. No. Nothing um, about here this. Here we go. Um, let's see. Tory MP Andrew Bridgeton, whoever the hell that is, um, told BBC News it become clear that a sizable minority or even a majority of the public no longer had confidence in Matt Hancock. When did he fucking discover that? Over a year ago, when everyone else thought that. Pretty much. I mean, we Come all on. knew Matt Han we, we all knew Matt Hancock was an actual cock. Because yeah. the man, the man used to contradict every single thing he fucking says. I mean, this is this is what pisses me off. The fact is, this prick is you know doing this with his aide, and the Queen had to sit by herself at the most painful fucking moment of her life at her husband's funeral. Mm. She had to sit there. By her, if I was the queen, that was fucking horrible. That was a horrible image to see. I fucking nearly wept for her because that was just yeah. so. Can you imagine just you know? And, yeah, there's your husband and you're alone. I will point this out, and you know, I don't want this to sound harsh in any way. I am not really fans of the royal family, and there has been many times when I have said that I would question their relevance. But when you see, you know, the queen. Of our country, you see the monarch, the the longest ruling monarch in English history. You see her there, and she can't even have her own son sitting by her side. At yes, as you say, probably the hardest day that she's ever been through. She's sitting there at her husband's funeral. How fucking awful is it? Do you think that she feels that you know even the Queen is doing her bit? And she sees this fucking joke, Hancock, goes, uh, yeah, Joe, you know what, um, yeah, I've, uh, yes, I'm sorry, I, and Joe, you know he didn't even apologise for the affair, he didn't apologise to his family, he said, oh, I apologise for breaking social distancing, what a fucking idiot, you know, the, the idea that, you know, he must have rehearsed this apparent apology so badly, he didn't even think to include his family initially, to say, sorry, that is a fucking awesome. And I'll tell you what, I hope his wife takes him for every fucking penny he has. And he probably is quite minted. So, you know, you bankrupt that bastard. They should do more than that. They should fucking have his head. No. We don't We don't agree with public execution anymore, Joshua. Someone oh. does. <laughs> Someone outside of yours does, though. <laughs> so he's like, oh. I like that. As soon as yeah, we don't agree public excuses, someone goes, yay! We could always say, we could always bring back the guillotine. We could sell it for pay-per-view. Oh, wow. Could you imagine that? Yeah, it's coming live tonight. We have, for fourteen ninety-nine, the execution of this piece of shit. Oh, I tell you what I'm saying. Would you like to see Matt Hancock get his cock cut off? Fourteen ninety nine will get that. Could you imagine? We get this country on a well, deficit no, you know what? overnight. No, no, you know what? You raffle off the guy who gets to pull the cord on the guillotine over his cock and balls. I tell oh, you what, you... that would get the country out of debt. 
Could you imagine the lottery just to fucking win a ticket to be five, the guy who pulls that cord? Yes, five pounds a ticket, you know. I'll take ten. Whole, shit, dude, we'd get literally... We, it, this should be a thing. We would get this country out of fucking a deficit. Whoever's listening, right, if you do listen to us, right, this is a thing. This is a thing. You pay five pounds a ticket, right, to, to pull the cord to get my Hancock's cock cut off because of what he's done acting like a twat. We'll get this country out of the fucking deficit. Yes. Call us now on 0800 chop his cock and, off and the, left, and the leftover money will go to um go to the um like well basically by depot we'll change his name to Matt Han. No, oh no, no, we don't. We do it. No, no. The money left over. What we'll do is we'll put that into um, funding a rocket ship to put Boris Johnson in, and then fire him into the sun. <laughs> Can you imagine the pop? Fucking hell. Mm. But um, um, before we do end this, because it's now getting to twenty past eleven, because fuck me, man, we're like Kevin Smith of this shit. Um, if Amazon is listening. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Part- we're trying to push for so much product promotion, you know. Um, let, let, let me run with this because this is great. If Amazon is listening, you need you know we know you've done the boys. We know you're listening, so take this in, right? <laughs> Give WB Animation a call because I really want to see Blackest Night done as an animation movie. You've done Justice League Dark. You've done most of the new Fifty Two shit. I want to see the Blackest Night. Greenland and stuff do into a WB animation on one condition. Nathan Fillion has to come back as Hal Jordan. There we go. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I thought you were going to say, yes, Amazon, send me stuff. Oh, no, fuck. I, I couldn't give a fuck. Um, I'm not I'm not in this for free shit. If they want to send me free shit, happy days. But no doubt, we'll probably just give it away on Geek Pride anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, very quickly, before we do bring this to an end and we get away from the political spectrum and that utter prick, um, we've got to talk about that surprise Shang-Chi trailer from a couple of days ago. <sighs> now, I think it looks really good, the film. I think this is going to be another benchmark in the MCU. But the big talking point was definitely that last shot in the trailer. Where we have two returning characters. One that's not even been seen since the aforementioned Incredible Hulk from earlier. Mm. And to me, I had to watch that twice. Because immediately I went, I'm sure I recognise that character. And I went back to it. I was like, holy fuck. That is the abomination. How did he get there? Is this just trailer bait, though? I kind of feel mm. this won't actually be in the film. <sighs> this, this, I, this is I, it. I, You're I, rebooting. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, it could be Eric Voss going off about Finn Fang Foom again, but, you know, who am I to fucking judge? I mean, I had a mate of mine going on about, oh, that dragon in the water, is that Finn Fang Foom? No. It's a dragon. It's the great, it's the great protector. It's the, it's a dragon, but you guys, you, it's like, read your comics, kids. Finn Fang Foom is a space alien dragon. The, 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 the clue is in the title. Space, alien, 
dragon. Not an underwater dragon. The great protector looks like Fal. It looks pretty much like Falcor, and we'll leave it at that. The abomination in at the end of the fucking trailer fighting Wong. That's trailer bait. It has to be. There is no. I can't honestly see that they're going to have the abomination in that film. <clears throat> Multiverse again, of man. Multiverse of madness. Yeah, but then again, we are going to be having. Tim Roth returning as Abomination in the She-Hulk series. Yes, so, so anything's possible. I mean, yeah. at the moment, Shang-Chi, who cares? And that's that's in, that's my entire argument at the moment, is Shang-Chi, who cares? I mean, uh, the Mandarin, again, they've changed him completely for who he, for, from who he is. The Ten Rings, He's okay, no yeah. Trevor. Yeah, he's no longer Trevor. I mean, it's, it's it, it kind of like deletes Iron Man three completely. Um, the, the the ten rings, their arm rings. I don't. Uh, okay, fair enough. I think it, they look pretty cool. I like it. it does, seeing them in action as well. That was pretty fun. You got to you got to. I know, but you got to understand. I'm a man of comics. Now you know, I've literally grown up. Reading Iron Man, reading you know the Fantastic Four, reading everything there is to do about the Mandarin, of who he is, what the rings are, to see this now in the MCU, and it's just what the fuck is going on? And I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, and I, I again I'm nearly forty, I don't care. Um, I don't really care about Shang-Chi. He's a D-level, he's a D-powered level fucking, you know, player. He, where in any of the main literature in Marvel Comics is Shang-Chi featured in Civil War? Infinity War? Secret Wars? Where is Shang-Chi? It's usually Iron Fist. In Fear Itself, where's Shang-Chi? He's not around. Where's in... Um, what else have I got up there now? I'm, I'm looking at my shit now, just trying to make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Um, like I said, in, in Civil War, he's not there. In Secret uh, in Secret Invasion, where is he? Nowhere to be found. Shang-Chi is a D-level character. I don't know why they're introducing Shang-Chi. Just don't. If they wanted to do the Mandarin, they could have done it so much better in a different way. Shang-Chi, I think, is just basically Marvel panicking that they don't have enough diversity in the universe, uh, which, again, is laughable, seeing as they had a giant purple fucking alien um, in the last one. They've had, you know, you know, numerous diverse actresses, actors, you know, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. If you were going to go diverse, you should have started with Blade. And that, you know, yes, I, I can be the asshole in this and I really don't care. If you wanted to go diverse, if you wanted to start something that could have led to something broader, you should have started with Blade. We're going to be forever waiting for um, um, Morbius. We're literally going to be waiting forever for Morbius. They should have gone mm. with Blade. We are going to be, dude, it's going to be next year until we see Morbius. I know, I know. It's been delayed to January. Um now, th- th- there is something that I do just have to say on the whole thing with um, 
with Marvel and you say about starting off with Blade. I think what worked with the MCU and to a degree it worked with the Arrowverse as well. It they both started very grounded. You know, they were very much like, you know, rooted in such realism. You'd believe them to be true. And then every now and again they sprouted something else off to, you know, go in line with that. So the first thing with Marvel was, you know, second film was the Incredible Hulk. So you've gone from having a guy who builds himself a machine to, you know, fight people. We have a guy who, you know, experimented on himself, he becomes a big green monster. Okay, mm. fair enough. And then we have Asgard, so, you know, we're going to a different realm. And then we had Guardians of the Galaxy, we're going to a completely different part of the universe. You know, then we had Ant-Man, we're going to different dimensions. And then, you know, Infinity War um, and Endgame started to introduce time travel. We, we've... Yeah, we've had that slow progression. Yeah, we've had magic introduced. We've had all various different kinds of powers, all different beings, aliens, robots. We've had, you know, figures and immortals and watchers and every kind of fucker that you can think of now in Marvel. And then, like I say, DC did the same thing with the Arrowverse. You know, it weren't until, like, midway... And Joe, I actually can remember, it was about episode 8 of season 2 of Arrow was when they started introducing superpowers, when they introduced the Mirakuru, which was mm. like the, you know, the super soldier. They're a version of super soldier serum, basically. And that episode, they also introduced a young Barry Allen, who would eventually become the Flash, because, you know, he was careless in his lab and, you know, got caught in lightning, the explosion and everything else. But yeah. Everything about that was wrong, but okay. <laughs> well, it was kind of what happened. Um but then, you know, from that, you then had, you know, you then had the Legends of Tomorrow. So straight away, they go straight into time travel. And then you had Supergirl, which eventually became a different universe. And then you had the whole multiverse and all these other different representations. You had Black Lightning, you had Batwoman. And, you know, less we say a Batwoman, the better, because that show is fucking awful. That yeah, is really... And do you know what? I did actually try to watch season two. I honestly gave it a shot because I thought, right, you know, it can't get any worse. Holy oh, fucking noodles, does it? And even the latest episodes as well, I, I I kind of skipped the majority of the series, but I watched the last two so far, and yeah. I love the fact is that they tried to bring Hush in and it failed miserably. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't just the Hush storyline. It's this bollocks that they've done with Kate Kane, where they went, oh, you know, she's evil. No, she's not evil. But she's evil again. We're doing a Red Hood kind of thing, but we're not. But we are. Um, you know, we've um, yeah, we've introduced a new Batwoman, but she's not going to be Batwoman. But she is Batwoman. Oh, we've, like, you know, we can't have Batman, but we have whatever... Um, Luke Fox Batwing. has become Batwing. That's, I was just about to say Batboy, but yeah, Batwing. That's how, that's that was the original name for the fucking plane that he had. Yeah. Bat Batwing is a real character. I know he's a real um, character now, but that was originally the name for the plane. The thing is, right? Batwing shouldn't even be in it yet until Damien is introduced, mm. and we're talking way down the fucking line. They're you know, Dick, Dick Grayson is supposed to be Nightwing by now and well-established. Um, we're supposed to have Tim Drake has gone on to be Red Robin. And Damien Wayne is supposed to be Robin, the Robin. 
Mm. Um, Lucius, you know, Luke Fox isn't meant to be Batwing until fucking way. This is, it's just, this is, these are basically the writers panicking because they know they're going to get cancelled and they want their jobs. <laughs> Bat, Batwoman is just fucking awful. I mean, Ruby Rose was, and I was all for Ruby Rose to be Batwoman. And then as soon as the first trailer came out, I'm a woman, I thought, that's it. You fucked it completely. Although she You've was com- good in the Crisis crossover. The, yeah, literally, that's as far as it should have gone, to be honest. That's as far as it did go, really. I mean, it's just... Oh, I, I, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not one of these people who are like, you know, anti-woman, anti-whatever, whatever you want to put it, the words into my mouth or change the narrative that comes out of my gob. I was... I think I was one of the people who were sharing the pictures of her as Batwoman. You know, I really wanted, you know, Kate Kane to be what she's supposed to be in the books and, in you know, in the animated series. I wanted it to be great. Because she is, she is a great character, you know, where she's come from, her dad, um, and stuff like that, her history. Uh, who who cares if she's gay? Couldn't give a fuck. Um, it's the writing. You know, uh, this suit is basically perfect. It will when it fits a woman. I want to know who in their right mind thought that that was a good idea and it wasn't going to start anything. Because as soon as those words came out of her mouth in that trailer, your series is fucking over. Hmm. You, 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 don't, you didn't... I know this is going to sound like a really moot point, but did Sarah Lance once say anything of the kind? No. Hmm. Of course she didn't. And she was a fucking badass. And that's exactly how it should be. But back woman, let's move on. I think what it was though, you got to look. Um, even though all these characters are quite well established in DC continuity, Batwoman held a certain weight about it because you know this was a character that has such a spotlight over the last few years that you know it was always going to be difficult. I think to try and make her character, people go, oh yeah, she's very enjoyable. Whereas if you look at Sarah Lance as the White Canary. That's a character that's very niche. That is someone who, you know, probably doesn't have the same in-depth background. So you could expand on it. You could do things. And I think, you know, these writers, they have an idea of what they think works and what they think won't work. And we've seen that, you know, some of the DC stuff in TV has played out wonderfully, really. I mean, if you look at Crisis, okay, there was definitely some glaring omissions from the Crisis stuff. But to actually have... Yeah, probably one of my highlights is still have Kevin Conroy as live-action Bruce Wayne. Unfortunately, not in the Batman garb at all, but have him in there as Bruce Wayne, just seeing him in the flesh as the character. It was like, my fucking God. This is, yeah, this is something that we definitely had to see to believe it. To have Tom Welling back as, you know, unfortunately not as Superman, but as Clark Kent. Still pretty good. But then we had mm. Brandon Ralph returning as his Superman. Well, not as his exact Superman, but as, as a similar Superman. A different Superman. A superior Superman, would you say? Um, you know, that was good to see. That was quite fun. We also had you know, callbacks to other things, such as even the Birds of Prey as well. They had to bring in Birds of Prey. They introduced back to us, even though they didn't have Michael Keaton, but they had 
obviously the Batman 1989 universe. They had Burt Ward in it for the um, Universe 66. They even got fucking Lucifer. And they've had him on Earth 666. Which is funny. That was brilliant. As soon as that came up, Earth 666, I went, yep, that's it. Lucifer Morningstar. That's just what we needed right now. Perfect. I miss Constantine. So do I. And do you know what? People say to me, oh, you're English. You should call him Constantine. It's like, no, Constantine. If the fucking actor who plays him actually says Constantine, a British actor, bear in mind, I should let you know, um, that's what I call him. He's still Welsh. British. Welsh. Yeah, he's Welsh, but he's still British. Welsh. He plays a Mancunian character. Welsh. With a very Welsh accent. With a very Welsh accent, arguably, but you know. But um, in the, the only reason he goes on with Constantine, uh, Constantine is because that's how it's said in Hellblazer. Yeah, that's it. But he's always been Constantine. Yeah. But in saying that, um, when they introduce him in the Sandman TV show, I bet you they're going to call him Constantine. <sighs> this, there's just so many things wrong with Con- with the, the Sandman. I know people are freaking out. Oh my god, they've turned Constantine into a woman. No. That person playing uh, Constantine is his ancestor. Not the one we know now. You oh. fucking... Again, I've said to everybody, kids, comics, read them. They're great. <laughs> Please, and stop saying stupid shit. <laughs> I, I, I'm... I'm I'm literally an affinitive for comic books. I, I try to, you know, Henry says, oh, I love the Marvel movies. Have you read the comics, kids? No. Read the comics. Huh. Go. Bye. Yes. And to finish off tonight's podcast, I will leave you with a quote from one of my favourite movies, which I think sums up Josh quite perfectly. I spent my whole entire life oh, fuck doing you. nothing but collecting comic books. Oh, and now fuck- there's only... One thing to say. Fuck you. Life well spent! Fuck you so hard in the nose, you bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you dare fucking berate me as the comic book guy from The Simpsons, you bitch. I'm all, done. All I'll say is there was no denial. <laughs> where's my... Where's my... I'm nowhere near that fucking clown. Don't try to change me, baby. Fuck you. <laughs> where's my agent? <laughs> you, you fucking... You... You mobber. You, you fucking flowerless giddy old fucking... I'm swearing at you in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> you f- <laughs> cut You can follow John Joe on Twitter at John Joe Cosgrove or on the All Things Suck Facebook page. Wait a minute. 
All things suck. Are you trying to say I suck, John Joe? I've never been so insulted in my life. 